0: Good morning. It's DJ and PK. It's 97-5 and twelve eighty. the zone. Well, the Clippers do it. They beat the Utah Jazz. Again, the series is now tied 2-2. The home team has won every game in this series. After the visiting team won every game in the last series with the Clippers until the Clippers won at home in Game 7. So, Jazz come back for Game 5 Wednesday night and they've got to find a way to turn things around. No such luck in the first quarter of this game. Clippers just came in, and after a Bogdanovich dunk, they reeled off 10 in a row. Three of these four games have started 10-2. Kind of weird. Jazz called a timeout, and it didn't matter at all. It was 30-13 uh, to 13 after one quarter, and the Jazz were chasing the rest of the night and never got it down into single digits the rest of the way. Great win for the Clippers. It is 2-2, and they are waking up the echoes of that comeback they had in the last round when they lost the first two games at home and one 4-5 and beat Dallas, and you know they're thinking they're going to do it again to the Jazz. So, huge game for the Jazz to get back home, as you're going to hear in the post-game comments. Both Donovan Mitchell and Bill Young Bogdanovic, they both referenced the fact home court advantage. It paid off in the regular season. They had a great regular season home record. Uh, they lost that first playoff game at home when Donovan didn't play and really fouled out. And they haven't lost a home since. So they're counting on that and counting on, you know, did they figure some things out late in the game? They think they did. I think it's also reasonable to say that the Clippers just lost their edge because they had a big lead. I mean, their lead ballooned as high as 29 points. So I think that was, that was a factor as well. Um, you know, if you're looking for trends, when Kawhi Leonard and uh, Paul George score in the 20s, as they did in games one and two, the Jazz win. When they score in the 30s, and they give give the Clippers that extra offensive boost, the Clippers win. Now, back-to-back games with two teammates in their 30s have been done about five times, all by teams who won the championship. It isn't done very often. It's very rare, and the Clippers have done it. Now, can they do it three games in a row, or can they find another way to win? Marcus Morris, man, five of six from three. He got it going. He had to. He's too good a three-point shooter. He's second in the league in the regular season, and he was one of 16 from three through three games in this series. So he got it rolling in the fourth game. So they had a third scorer, and, uh, and away they go. You're going to hear plenty of other things discussed. Quinn Snyder was really upset with the uh, second-chance points. It was 16-1 to 1 Clippers at the end of three quarters. Um, and so he talked about that. That was a big factor. Um, there were some key turnovers that hurt early in the game that got the, uh, got the Clippers rolling, got them out on the break. And... Uh, and then there was just the Jazz just looking dazed and confused. I don't know how else to put it. They they just looked passive. Uh, you heard Donovan say, well, the Clippers were the aggressor. Donovan also seemed pretty pissed off. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if he came out like he did in Game 2, where he usually waits and then tries to have the big second half. But I think, uh, I think you might see Donovan really try to take over the game right from the get-go in Game 5 uh, Wednesday night. Uh, there's some other... Notable post-game quotes you'll hear coming up uh, from the Clippers. Uh, Morris was asked if his twin brother, um, Marcus was asked if Markie was going to be there. He said, I don't know too many people want to go to Utah. So, I know Dennis and PK are uh, recruiting people. And, you know, everybody doesn't have to want to come. You just have to want to get, you have to be able to get the one guy you really want, right? That's what free agency is all about. Or even if it's not truly free agency, you know, maybe it's a, a trade that's lined up <clears throat> with a few winks and nods and all that kind of stuff. Uh, sign and trade would be just fine. Um, and that that's on the on the heels of that Washington Post article that Utah's a cool place to be, but then uh, everybody rejected that in the comments. So beauty's in the eye of the beholder once again. But all that's for another day. The key story now is the Jazz are 2-2. Now, it you know probably didn't feel good to be 2-2, and you wish you weren't 2-2, but how does Brooklyn feel and how does Philadelphia feel? I mean, the Sun's got their sweep. But the other three series are all 2-2. So, are you going to do it the hard way? Well, you're either going to do it the hard way or you're not going to do it at all, right? Somebody's going to do it the hard way. I mean, if the Clippers do it, losing the first two games, it's doing it the hard way. So, it's going to have to be tough. You're going to have to grind through adversity. It would be great if you could just sail through it 4-0 the way the Clippers did. But, you know, the Clippers had, or the, excuse me, the way the Suns did. The Suns had their own adversity in round one. And the Suns have caught some breaks with, you know, shorthanded handed Laker team because, uh AD got hurt, and then a shorthanded Nugget team just, you know, well, we knew they were going to be shorthanded in the playoffs once Jamal Murray tore his ACL. So the Suns seem to get the smoother path. Everybody else is 2-2, and they just have to grind and get it done. We're going to have a long series. Don't know what else to tell you. All right, I'll tell you what we're going to do right now. We're going to uh, take a break of oh, the other game uh, last night. Philly um, had a big lead on Atlanta, 18 points late in the half, and Atlanta came back and closed the game on what was it, like a 9-2 to run. Uh, to win the game and survive a missed three by uh, by Curry at the buzzer, so that series now two two as Atlanta wins game four at home and they go back to Philly for game five on Wednesday. That'll be at five thirty, and the Jazz game five will follow at eight o'clock. Just a huge game. All right, we're gonna take a break. When we come back, we'll hear from the Clippers in their post game comments, and then from the Jazz in their post game comments. Stay with us.
1: Fires an off balance three hit yeah!
2: The series is all tied up at 2. Oh, God, Our Utah Jazz are back at home to host the Clippers in Game 5. Tomorrow, the Jazz Live pregame show kicks off at 7 with tip-off at 8 on your home for Utah Jazz basketball. Rise, fire, back splash. 97.5, 12.80, The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.
0: Good morning. It's DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Time to hear from the Clippers. They win games three and four at home. They've tied the series up 2-2. They put a 10-0 run on the Jazz and led 10-2 early in the game and never looked back. Uh, Jazz were only within single digits uh, for like four minutes in this game. Um, by the middle of the first quarter, it was a double-digit lead, and the Clippers never let the Jazz back in it. Here's their head coach, Tyron Lue.
3: Hey, Coach. Congratulations on
4: the win. Thank you, uh, what did you see from Marcus Morris that may be a little bit different in this series uh, that you saw tonight in him, especially in that first half?
5: His brother was here. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to take him to Utah with us, too. But, no, I just think, you know, just taking the shots, taking him with confidence. You know, we know he can make. we got a lot of confidence in him. And I uh, just step, him taking shots. And tonight when he yeah. got to go 5-5 in the first half, um, you know, that was just great. That got us off to a good start.
6: Thanks, Nick, over to Law. What's going on, Ty? Uh, You mentioned on Sunday that you wanted to start these halves better. Uh, That first quarter, that was the best first quarter that you played in the series by far. What do you think was the key to that?
5: I thought it was our defense, you know, really setting the tone, you know, defensively, only giving up 13 points in that first quarter. We was able to get out of the transition. But I thought our physicality, our attention to detail, uh, was pretty good tonight. You know, of course we made some mistakes. That's going to happen, you know, when you're playing a game of basketball. But overall, I thought we were really locked in. And, you know, we really took advantage of what we did to get out of the transition. (laughs) Well,
6: I didn't um, finish finish this game, or at least he was on the bench, but – had to come in and close this out. Uh, just wanted to check, make sure everything's good with Hawaii and and your decision on uh, letting everybody else finish the job tonight.
5: Yeah, I think so. We'll know more for the game, but yeah, I think everybody's pretty good. Got over to Justin Russo. Hey, Coach! Uh, congrats on the win.
7: Paul George has been very aggressive at driving to the rim, especially when Derek Favors has been in the game. Has that been the added emphasis for guys like him when Favors is in the game?
5: Yeah, we've been talking about this since game two, you know, just how we want to attack and what we want to attack. And uh, like I said, PG did a great job of just, you know, getting to the basket, you know, getting to the free throw line 10 times. And uh, we know the formula, how we want to play, you know. And um, um, like I said, just attacking this team the way we want to. But it's going to start with our defense. And I thought tonight, you know, we really played some great defense. Donovan made some tough, crazy shots, you know, like he's capable of doing. But, you know, just paying attention to detail, I thought it was great. They made some desperation threes, you know, to kind of get them back in the game a little bit. But overall, you know, I just loved where we was at. I love our physicality. I love the way we battled.
7: Thanks, Justin. We'll go over to Paffy.
2: What's up, Coach? Um, historically, you've shown to be a master at uh, making adjustments from um, game to game in the, uh, in the uh, playoffs. I guess, can you give us some insight about what
6: goes into that uh, process and um, what allows you to be so fluid with that?
5: Well, I think just – you know, um, understanding what a team is trying to do. I think how they're trying to attack you on the defensive end, um, you know, what they're looking for and how they're trying to attack you, that's one. And then on the other side of the basketball, us offensively, um, just seeing what the defense is trying to take away. And uh, once you can kind of get a feel and see what they're doing, then you can try to take advantage and capitalize on that. And uh, like I said, you know, I give my coaching staff a lot of credit. They've done a great job. Um, our players have done a great job of adjusting, you know. Um, we started uh, small for game one, started big game two, and then started small again, games three and four. But um, our team being able to adjust on the fly is doing a way better job than we did in that first series against Dallas. Um, so, you know, just not only me, I give my closest staff a lot of credit. You know, I kind of dive into it here first and just try to look at ways we can exploit teams and uh, what we can try to take away. And then, you know, those guys kind of piggyback, and we just kind of talk it out and just trying to see what we want to do. And, um, you know, that's kind of how we operate. So not just me, my coaches, they have a lot of great suggestions. And then we just try to, you know, uh, put it together and try to execute it. Like I said, the last two games, our team has been doing a good job of it. Let's take a couple more. We'll go to Ramona.
6: Hey, Ty. Hey, you know that, that dunk that Kawhi had and then the block um, afterwards? That feel is that the the most, he, the healthiest and the best he's looked like in terms of athleticism and explosiveness that you've seen in a while?
5: No, I mean, he's been feeling good, you know, all season long. Um, you know, but just attacking the basket, you know, they put a center on him um, a couple times in the middle of the zone. And I kind of like just, you know, told him to attack, told him to be aggressive. He got kind of mad. And then the next play, he came out and joined the lane, and dunked the ball in my favor. So, um, just having a you know an attack mentality—that's what we got to do. Um, can't let this team off the hook. We got to make these guys defend us. Uh, we know how we want to play and what we want to do. So yeah, we got up, we got a you know 29-point lead. I thought we got a little comfortable. Um, took some quick jump shots, some tough shots. Instead, just keep executing and keep grinding and keep making them defend us. And uh, we'll learn from that. Thanks, Ramoto. Thanks, Ramoto. We'll go to
6: Hey, Ty, I know the circumstances are a little different because last time you were coming back home versus going on the road tied 2-all, but is there anything you carry with you as a lesson learned from the last time you all played game five after you guys were tied 2-all?
5: Um, not really. I mean, yeah, every series is different. Um, but I do like our mindset. I do I, I do like the way that we know how we want to attack and what we, how we want to approach the game. So that's the number one thing. Um, but I forgot, I just want to give Pat Beverly a lot of credit. You know, Pat Beverly coming to the game um, defensively, you know, what he did for us, he just totally changed the game. So, um, you know, a total team win. Marcus Moore getting off to a great start. You know, Kawhi and PG doing their thing, but I thought Pat Beverly really did a great job of coming in and setting that tone for us defensively. So, um, you know, a total team win. Game power is going to be a little different. We know we're going to a hostile environment. we just got to keep our poise and try to get off to a good start early in the game.
7: Thanks, man And so, mayor you can
5: go ahead and take the last question.
8: Hey, Ty, congrats on the win. Yeah. Um, Obviously, they're going to make shots. They weren't going to be that cold the entire game. But, like, is there any concern about them sort of gaining some confidence and getting a rhythm at the end of this game, heading into the next
5: game at all? Not at all. I mean, because they're going to play the same way regardless. They're going to shoot a lot of threes. That's what they do, you know. Um, So, they're going to attempt a lot of threes, and we understand that. So, the biggest thing for me and for our team is just understand they're going to make some tough ones. We know we got to pay a lot of attention to Donovan, uh, who's creating a lot of stuff for them. But, You've got to pick and choose and you know, turn our defense. We want to blitz or switch blitz, or if we want to just guard them head up. So, you know, we guys get to have a feel for the game, and they're going to make some shots when you double team with someone. So, you're going to leave someone open. And, um, I just thought we did a good job, you know, 17 42. Um, you know. For as many as they shoot, that's not too many. So we'll be okay. As long as we keep making our shots, I think we'll be fine.
0: There's Clipper head coach Tyron Liu. Now, here is Kawhi Leonard. And you know, he gets he gets asked about some of the uh <laughs> some of the negative stuff. And I don't even know what's going on in the outside world. Doesn't know what people are saying. <laughs> Kawhi Leonard, unbelievable. Here he is. Just wanted to ask about the status of your knee. You sat up the final five twenty five of that
9: game. Uh how's your knee doing? Good. You said good. Yeah. Next question. Um, it, it seemed like you guys really prioritized um, attacking mismatches, especially in games three and four. Uh, what did you guys see from the games one and two film that really allowed you to exploit that in games three and four?
10: I think we've been doing it the whole series. Um, I mean, you probably get to see uh, see it working now because guys are making shots. Um, but you have been pretty much doing it the whole series.
0: Thanks, Tomer. Go to Cam. Hey, Kawhi. Um, I, I likened you guys to counter punchers. Um, in round one, you guys took a couple
5: shots from the Mavericks. This series, you take a couple shots. But tonight, you guys jumped all over these guys. How do you um, bottle this up and carry the same mindset into Utah for game five?
10: But it's a competition um, you know somebody got to win a game and we got to go out with a mindset trying to win um, you know it's that simple Go uh, out there play as hard play as hard as possible play smart and uh, you know shoot the ball with confidence and you know see
6: what the results are at the end of the game thanks chief let's go to Ramona hey Kawhi um, hey, I know you're not on social media and you don't get into that kind of stuff but do you have do you have any sense of the reaction that the like dunks that you have there in, the, in this game or the block you had on Bogdanovich in this in the second half? Do you have any reaction of <laughs> a sense of the reaction that gets on on social media or just even around the league? I know Joel Embiid was watching your dunk as he was doing his press conference and sort of stopped and looked up and, and said, "Oh wow."
10: I mean, no, I, don't, I don't get to see the reaction of uh, you know what's on the web or social media or whatever. <laughs> Um, but uh, I mean, Zoo showed me uh, a clip of uh, Embiid to, um, talking, and um, yeah, that, that's the only thing I got from it. But um, you know, during the game, um, in the heat of the moment, um, you know, I, I know it's I know it's a big play, but you know, gotta have that next play mentality because uh, right after that, um, I think Joe Ingles came down and hit a three, uh, pretty wide open in that corner. So um, you know, we got we got we still got um, room for improvement.
6: Thanks, Quiet. Thanks, Will. what would you guys say you guys have found in these last two games that you might not have done enough of in Utah, that you're taking back to Utah this time?
10: Um, you know, I just think, I think we kind of made shots here. Um, you know, Game three and four, um, you know, just got some, got some games on our belt pretty much, um, you know, coming out of the Dallas series, you know, it's a different team, different vibe, uh, a better team. And uh, yeah, um, we just got to, you know, see what we've been doing these last couple games and, you know, just keep moving
7: forward. Um, I got to watch and talk to the guys and see what we need to do. Thanks. i will go over to Law.
6: Why, uh has been harping on starting these games better and that was a special first quarter only 13 points allowed. They didn't hit their first three until like last minute. Uh, what, what was the? What do you think is the key to that first quarter and how do you kind of take that on the road with you? Uh,
10: just knowing what we need to do. Um, being locked into the game plan. Um, you know, I think they, they move the ball. They got some open looks. Uh, they missed some shots,
7: but guys are just playing hard in that first quarter. Thanks, Lo. We'll Go to Andrew.
6: Hey, Kawhi. By, by the same token, uh, Ty I said yesterday that all championship teams he knows are excellent coming out of third quarters, coming into out of halftime into third quarters, having made adjustments and executing them. That's kind of been the quarter that still is some, somewhere that uh, trips you guys up. What, what do you feel like you guys have to go to have, fix that hurdle too? Um, just come out with a better mindset than the other team pretty much. Um, I think we had a decent, uh, third quarter last game. Um,
7: just, just having a better mindset. Um, that's it. That's all we could do. Uh, come out with more energy, uh, better focus than the other team. Thanks. Andrew. We've got time for one more. Go to Heather.
6: Hey, Kawhi. Um, you know, earlier on, you guys faced a lot of criticism um, falling behind 2-0 against the Mavs in the first round and 2-0 to the Jazz in this round. Um, what turned it up for you guys? And um,
4: also, this would be your first trip to the Western Conference Finals in franchise history for the Clippers. What would it mean to you
6: and the organization to advance?
10: I don't care about the Western Conference Finals. I'm trying to win a championship. Um, I mean, obviously, this is that's the next step. But I'm not even looking at that, so... I don't even know we took criticism Um, I don't know what's going on in the outside world
0: there's Kawhi Leonard he and Paul George, both 31 points in this game. Marcus Morris also coming alive, 5 of 6 from 3. He didn't get to 30, but he got over 20. Gave him a big third score and uh, dropped the line about his twin brother not wanting to come to Utah. I don't know many people want to come to Utah. You'll hear that coming up. Here's Morris.
7: Well, what are you guys seeing from Pat out there? You know, he, four blocks
0: tonight, and it seems like he's really aggressive, pick-and-roll defense, coming around those screens, and rearview contesting. You know, first of all, you know, just his leadership. Um... How vocal he is, how locked in he is. Um, for a guy that hasn't that didn't play in the first first
4: round, and still be that locked in and still be very helpful for the team, if he's playing or not playing, you know that shows a lot of, uh, about his character. And um, you know he's just playing, you know, playing with tremendous energy, um, very vocal, and you know, one of the leaders on our team.
6: <laughs> Thanks, Robin. Nick Hamilton.
4: Hey Marcus, congrats on the win. Uh did anything change for you in the last couple of games? It seemed like you really found your vibe, you found your energy and your stroke tonight on the floor, especially in the first half. Man, it makes you make some you miss up. No, it's just game by game, man. This is it's the playoffs and you know, I'm, I'm just, you know, standing the moment, uh trying to be big for my team, but you know, in basketball, man, you're gonna get hot and you know, you miss some shots, but you know, it's about, you know, staying level and not getting too, you know, too down to yourself and you know, just continue to go forward. And if I miss shots, hey, man, I'm just do something else on the court that's going to show my impact. So uh, it's not all about, you know, just making threes, but, you know, just being a presence out there for my team. Some games present, you know, different
7: things. Thanks. We'll over to Miriam.
6: Hey, Marcus, a- any chance Barkeep is going to come with you guys to Utah?
7: Uh, no,
4: he won't be coming to Utah. He's... I don't know, anybody that want to go to
6: Utah.
4: <laughs> so, you know, you're uh, just going to stick it out here in L.A. and, you know, we'll see him when we come back.
6: Right on. And then just can I ask about, like, your teammates and Ty and sort of, like, the last few games? Sounds like they kind of kept on you and try to you know, keep your spirits up or whatever, keep you um What was that like?
4: Uh, you know, it really wasn't too much, uh, you know, anytime you, you know, uh, guys, you know, aren't making it you know the normal shots, you know, you say a little one or two things, but you know, it wasn't really it wasn't really a lot. Um, you know, I work hard on myself and I you know I put a lot of, a lot on my game, a lot on my uh on my experience. So um you know, like I said, I make I'm still in it. And, you know, I'm not gonna keep missing I'll tell you that uh, Thank you so much man. Thanks Let's go over to Andrew. <laughs> hey
6: Marcus, congrats um you know, a lot's been made of this team's resolve to come back now, two games down to tied in two rounds. Um, Ty has talked a lot about how he feels like this was built during the regular season, playing through injuries and playing well. other there, you kind of look back now in the regular season or even the playoffs, are there other moments you feel like kind of predicted how this might happen, this this team's uh, resilience would come through?
4: No, definitely. You know, we, you know we've been playing injured all year. We had guys and out the line up. Uh, but the best thing about our team is our depth. And I think that shows how you know, we got really 11 and 12, maybe 13 guys we can throw. You know, we can throw in there and guys are ready. Um, so, you know, that's that's what we've been hanging out, you know, our head on is our depth all season. It's coming to help us when um, we really need it the most. Thank you.
6: Thanks, Andrew. Go over to home. And, hey, Marcus, what – what did you guys find in these last two games that you didn't have in Utah that you'll be taking with you to Utah?
4: You know, once you watch film and, you, you know, kind of break down what the other team's doing, you know, it uh, helps a lot. You know, we always say this, you know, this is just not checkers. Um, you know, it's about, you know, critiquing the game and figuring out what, you know, what works for us. And, you know, like I said, every every series is going to, series is going to present something different. And, you know, we both took care, took care of business at home. And now, you know, it's going to be the first one to, you know, hopefully win a game on the road for us anyway.
7: Thanks. Go over to Law.
6: Marcus, I wanted to know, with Nick playing more at the five, uh, obviously not as many minutes with a two-big, like, like, Zoo, How's that taking a how, – how have you kind of adjusted to that physically? Um, you know, banging with Gobert being – being that guy on the, the low man, like, how have you been able to adjust to that over the course of the series? For
4: well, me personally, uh, playing the five. Yeah. Uh, man, uh, a lot of cold tubbing, uh, a lot of massages, things like that. You know, I'm up for the challenge, man. We, you know, I, I can guard, you know, one through five, and I think that's the best, you know, best thing about our team outside of, you know, our depth is our versatility. Um, the playoff season where a true big and then enter the playoffs and go small. Uh, that's a test to our team. And, you know, we're doing it well. We picked it up well. And, you know, we're running with
7: it. Thanks. We got time for one more thing from David.
8: Hey, Marcus. Congrats for the win. Um, I'm curious about how the team has changed with Kawhi and PG now taking more of a playmaking role compared to maybe the regular season.
4: In the record season, regular season, you know, these guys understand that, you know, we need them, uh, we need them to be the head of the snake and, and be super aggressive, miss or make, and, you know, we go as they go, and they understand that, and, um, you know, guys have just been, you know, picking up the slack behind the me Reggie, you know, Gatoon, guys is coming off the bench has been playing really well for us. Um, but you know those guys. You know those are leaders, and you know we go as they go, and and they understand that. And you know they've been doing a great job of you know just attacking and, and finding an open man when need be. But you know knowing where they need to be super aggressive.
0: There's Marcus Morris, senior. All right, we'll take a break. When we come back, the best of the Jazz post game show. Stay with us.
2: Fires an off balance three. Hit he hit it. He hit it. He hit it. We ready for war. Never back down. Give me some more. Joey. The series is all tied up at 2. Oh, God, it it. Our Utah Jazz are back at home to host the Clippers in Game 5. Tomorrow, the Jazz Live pregame show kicks off at 7 with tip-off at 8 on your home for Utah Jazz basketball. Rise, fire, back splash. 97.5, 12.80, The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.
0: Good morning, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.8 of the zone. The Utah Jazz get beat in L.A. The Clippers have tied the series at two games apiece, and it is time for the best of the post-game show.
7: It's your Jazz recap here on DJ and PK on 97.5 and twelve eighty, of the zone. Series all tied up at two games apiece. Jake Scott with you. The Jazz lost last night in L.A. to the Clippers, 118-104. to 104. Donovan Mitchell led the way with 37 points for the Jazz Dug themselves a big time hole in the first quarter, being outscored in the first 30 to 13 that uh, they played catch-up pretty much for the rest of the game. Uh, Joe Ingles had 19, Bogdanovich had 18, Rudy Gobert with 11, eight boards and a block, Uh, but uh, Jazz got next to nothing, 11 total points coming in off the bench, eight from Jordan Clarkson, not enough. Clippers get 31 apiece from Kawhi and Paul George. Marcus Mourner Sr. pours in 24 with some red-hot shooting. Let's get some post-game sound going. Let's start things off with Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder.
11: AQ. you. So uh, the TNT cameras caught you early telling uh, the players that they were in their own heads on offense and everything would be okay if you could just string together some stops defensively. What did you feel like was kind of the main issue on that end of the court, uh, especially early on?
9: I, I think really one of the, the first couple of possessions, we actually had some good defensive possessions, but we gave up second chance points. We gave up you know, a couple offensive rebounds, which I think are deflating. And then, you know, a lot of times when you're struggling on offense, I've, I've said this, you know, for our team, if we can get stops, it, you know, allows us to find some rhythm in transition. Um, you know, but we, we were playing hard. We, we were we were competing. We just we, – we weren't playing um, – I'd say we weren't playing smart in that we – we weren't connected. And, yeah. you know, I th- that, that showed with, you know, with the 13 point first quarter that um, you know, we were trying to attack, but, you know, we, we weren't attacking as much. Uh, we weren't putting ourselves in situations where, you know, we could have success. And I, I think, you know, again, the, the defense can, can cover up for that to an extent uh, and allow you to, you know, to to sputter a little bit offensively. But, you know, in this case, we were were giving up baskets, too, and and suddenly, you know, you've got a big deficit. You know, I I like the fact that we continue to compete. You know, I I think there's, you know, obviously, you know, you don't want to take a loss like this, but, you know, there's game five, and to the extent that, You know, we have to take some things that that we did do well as the game progressed and and try to replicate them, Um, and then look at things like, you know, giving a team 38 free throws, Um, you know, and the discipline that we have in that situation and making sure we're getting back and and not giving up offensive rebounds because it's hard to overcome those things. You know, you you have to be perfect on the other end, and we, we weren't that either.
12: Sarah Todd, Deseret News.
6: When you're m- mentioning the offensive rebounds. What do you think was the biggest breakdown and the reason that the Clippers were able to kind of get their hands on those?
9: Well, you know, offensive rebounding is, you know, I should say defensive rebounding is, is usually a collective collective effort, um, you know, a combination of just, you know, an initial awareness and urgency. Um, I didn't, I didn't think we were as locked in on that. And then, you know, there's different types of rebounds and particularly a lot of them that they were, they were chasing down were were going to the boards instead of going back to a body and, and, you know, essentially trying to make sure that they don't get it as opposed to, you know, any one of us getting the ball. So I have to look at, you know, look at the possessions. I'm sure there's, you know, there's a bunch of different things that, that happened. Um, whether we got caught in a rotation or, or something along those lines. But, um, you know, the, the biggest thing is I think those those plays are really deflating. Um, you know, when you basically have gotten a stop and the team misses, then, you know, you allow them to get another shot. and Usually those second shots are, you know, either around the rim um, or they end up being, you know, clean looks and usually from three. Not, not, that's what happened.
12: Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune
6: when Rudy only got to 32 minutes tonight. And, you know, some of that was definitely due to foul trouble. And I'm, I'm just kind of curious. He, he's played generally fewer minutes than other stars have uh, maybe on other teams in, in this year's playoffs. Do you feel like there's a minute target you're trying to get to with Rudy or how are you approaching his minutes in, in, in these playoffs?
9: Well, you know, Rudy's, you know, Rudy can be dominant when he's out there. He's, you know, he fouled out of one game this year. It happened to be in the playoffs. Um, you know, he's in foul trouble tonight. Uh, in, in a couple of the games where we've pulled people out, um, you know, he hasn't got you know, minutes at the back end of the game. So I, I, there, no one has to kind of persuade me to play Rudy. Um, you know, we know how good he is and, and how much we need him. So um, as I said, you know, the, the foul trouble is something that, you know, hurts us. To not have him out there, and you know, we 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 we'd like to extend him, and we do, and we'll continue to, and you know, that's you know, every game's got a little different flow to it, but you know, obviously, Rudy's someone that you know that, that we need on the floor.
7: There's Coach Quinn Snyder after his team's lost one eighteen to one hundred four to the Clippers. Series now comes back for Game Five in Salt Lake City. Let's hear from some of the players. Let's start off with Donovan Mitchell.
13: Oh, uh, Donovan, did did you? You know, given your struggles um, in the first half, offensively, especially in the first quarter, did you guys find anything uh, in that second half offensively? And is that something that you can carry over to to game five? And how much, if the answer is
8: yes, how much was that you guys, and how much was that, um, how much was that uh, the the Clippers? Um, I think we did find something. I think we, we found a few things. We started to introduce a few things, so we we're kind of getting used to it, and they just were at a different level, you know, and couldn't buy a bucket, you know, and sometimes that's the, that's the case, but we got to continue to guard, I think, throughout. Uh, so for us, just coming in the second half and just understanding what we got to do and how we did it, and I think we found a few things that that'll, that'll give us an advantage and, and get us to where we go, and we started being aggressive and started shooting as a whole, and, you know, that's why we cut it to, I think, 10 or 12 or whatever, so if we can just continue to that in this in way we played in the second half and the first, you know, and come out in game five and be ready. Um, I think we'll be in good shape, but we also got a guard too.
12: And Anderson, KSL
8: Donovan, along those
6: lines, you said after game three, you know, they threw something different at you and that was the difficulty to start the game.
8: You had difficulties again to start this
6: game. Did they throw anything different or was it the same thing and you just couldn't solve
8: it? Uh, it, was, it was the same thing. We just, I think we just, we, we panicked. I wouldn't say panic. We, we kind of got into the lane and, you know, those turnovers I had worn the careless ones, you know, where we're not thinking because we've been thinking, you know, and doing our thing. We knew it was coming. We knew how they're going to do it. But uh, I think we we shot ourselves in the foot a few times with the turnovers. And that's what really kind of played into there. But now they're playing in the transition as opposed to playing in half court and guys getting the rhythm. So for us, I think, you know, we saw the same thing. We saw game three. We understood it. We got the spacing right and we got everything right in the second half. Um, but now he's got to go out there and defend. And when you allow a of team to kind get out in transition, get going early, you know, it's tough to come back from that. But we fought and competed and we'll look at the film and get ready for game five. Eric Walden, Salt
12: lake
11: Tribune. Don, the Clippers uh, have 18-1 to 1 advantage in second chance points, 12-0 to 0 in fast break points. What can you guys do to kind of generate some, some easier buckets at this point and, and – to keep them off the glass? Because it seems like those have kind of been consistent themes throughout the series.
8: Um, Well, we got to get, you know, it's tough, and they're getting long rebounds. And, you know, start the game, Kawhi started off with a second chance point three, you know, and then he sees the ball go in, and he's an elite scorer. So, like, you know, stuff like that gets guys going, gets guys on their team going, and, you know, all the way down to Zubach at the end getting the tip out. You know, we just got to go out there and just execute in that that sense. Um, I think that's the biggest thing for us, and we haven't done that yet. Um, we've gotten two wins. We, you know, we haven't necessarily done it, but we can, we can be better at it, and we know that, and we got to make that a point of emphasis, you know, and then also our turnovers leads at their transition points, and when you see the ball go in and transition, you know, it's easy to kind of get going. You know, they had three guys and 20 points or more, I believe. Yeah, like they, they got going, you know, and you can't let a team like that get going in that sense because, you know, they're, they're lethal, and um, we just got to do a better job. Chris Osaltos, Sport DNA out of
12: Greece. Hey Donovan. I would like to ask you what are the takeaways for your team of those two games in Los Angeles and what do you need to do on game five to be the aggressors?
8: Um I think you said it. We have to be the aggressors. I think we have to come out they've come out and hit first both times at home. And at the end of the day, they did what they were supposed to do. They they won two games on their home floor, they took care of home court. so do we. You know, I may not feel or look like you know, it was it was like look, look. Might, sorry, may not look or feel that way, but that's what they were, that's what they were supposed to do, and we did the same thing. So now it's on us to go out there and be the aggressive, take be the take care of home court, and and go from there. You know, and I think we we were up 2-0. We felt like we could have got one, we didn't. You know, and we got to understand that it's just it's two two, uh, and we got to go out there and the best out of three at this point.
12: Mark Medina, USA Today.
8: Hey, Donovan, um, what's it been like carrying this workload without
7: Mike in the lineup and how have you been holding up overall physically?
8: Um, it's, been, it's been different. Um, it's tough, you know. Um, it's tough, you know, but, you know, it's the, that's, the, that's the job at hand. And, you know, we've done a great job as a group. We've, we've tried to, you know, throw different looks and do different things, but, you um, yeah, it's, it's tough, but it is what it is.
12: Rebecca Harlow, TNT. Donovan, there were times tonight where we heard Quinn Snyder saying that he felt like you guys were in your heads. You know, is that a fair assessment? And if that's the case for you, how do you get your guys going back to that place where you're just playing instinctually and, and, and trusting what you guys have been doing all year long?
8: Um, you know... I think the biggest thing is the way we played in the second half, you know, looking at that part of the film and understanding that that's who we are. That's what we do. And even Mm -hmm. still, we didn't play a perfect half. So for us, I think being able to uh, take that half, look at it and go back home with that same energy, I think is huge. And if we can go out there and do that, you know, it's a tale of two halves the past two games for us. Um, We have to understand we got to put it together completely. We got to take care of home court. They came out and punched us in the face twice. We got to be ready for it.
7: There's Donovan Mitchell who had 37 points, five rebounds, five assists, and uh, did uh, did sound uh, somewhat optimistic about the the way the Jazz played in the second half, and they certainly did play better. Let's now hear from Boyan Bogdanovich.
11: Boyan, obviously, you guys got off to a rough start tonight. Can you kind of break down what were some of the biggest issues behind that?
12: I think that we didn't we didn't get out with a sense of urgency that we had the first first two games. They hit a lot of, a lot of, lot of shots, and, and we we kind of we didn't distribute the ball in the, the first first quarter like we we supposed to. They had a lot of lot of easy easy transition transition points of our our turnovers or, or bad shots, and then then the third quarter when we were down twenty or almost thirty, we start to we start to play with that sense of urgency that we we supposed to. Starting the first, first quarter. David James, KTV.
0: Bojan, how much is all of this shaken the uh, team's confidence?
12: I mean, not at all. We got to, we got to stay, stay connected, stay together. They did what I supposed to, supposed to do. They won two games at home. Now it's, now it's our turn to protect our home court. Josh Newman, Salt Lake Tribune. Boyan, as this series wears on, how much are you guys missing Mike right now, just as a steadying presence? I mean, a lot of people don't even understand what, what he means for, for our team. And it's we are missing him big time, but we show we show first two games that we we can play against them and we can we can beat them. So like I said, we are playing we are playing 82, 82 games for a uh, for a reason. So we got a home court advantage, and, and we got to take advantage of that. Sarah Todd, Deseret News.
6: Boyan, well, when you when you guys started to, like you said, play with a little bit more urgency late in the game, and things started to kind of click, did you see anything happening that you could take into the next game?
12: I mean, of of course, we gotta we gotta watch the film, see. See what we did wrong in a, in a, in the first quarter. Why they why they get that that big lead? And then uh, we gotta also see the third quarter and the beginning of the fourth, the way we played, and then we moved the ball, and, and and also also we were way better getting back on transition defense. So so even they had like ten or fifteen free throws more. So they showed that showed that they they were they were more aggressive team on the, on the floor. Maxime Lagorges the free agent. How do you explain your difficulties with with uh, the shooting in the first half compared with the second i mean we were we couldn't we couldn't get a we couldn't get a stop so we we, we needed to play against their half-court defense they were trying to double donovan they throw a lot of lot of different defenses at, at him so it's our it's our turn to to step up and and, and play a little bit a little bit more aggressive as well follow
11: up from Eric Walden Well on speaking of that inability to get a stop early just given you know how good a defensive team you guys have been all year and then it seems like there've been you know several times early in these playoffs where you guys have struggled on that end what do you attribute that to what what needs to improve on the defensive end going forward
12: I think that we got a our transition defense got to got to be better because we are cross matched o- offensively by them and then we are when we are coming Back to the defense, we are also cross match, so we gotta find our guy or, or, or talk more defensively. But like I said, I think that the first first quarter we didn't play well offensively, and like I said, we had a couple turnovers and, and bad shots, and then we allowed them to, to to run to run behind our, our backs and, and have a have a easy easy buckets or easy shots.
7: There's Boyan Bogdanovich, 18 points on 6 of 12 shooting. Certainly had a better night in uh, Game 4 than he did in Game 3. But alas, the Jazz fall to the Clippers. Let's now wrap up player sound by hearing from Rudy Gobert.
6: Rudy, what would you say? Is there anything you can point to that would the, – the main defensive problems, in that, especially that first quarter, that first half?
3: Um, what am I looking at? Right.
6: Yeah, either way, yeah,
3: um, I mean, I think it starts with our offense, you know, we uh, same like in game three, you know, we when we turn it over or we take tough shots, you know, it's 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 hard for us to be able to to run back and set our defense and they take advantage of that. And, you know, and uh, we foul, we get in the bonus. I mean, they get in the bonus. We we don't communicate enough. So they, they we give a wide threes or give playups or dunks, you know, and uh, and then they get going. And then when when it's half court, cool, we do we do a good job guarding them. But they this you know we get stops. or they, they make some tough shots because they had they got that confidence and they're feeling good. So it's a uh, I think it's kind of a, a cycle, you know, that we when we when we play the right way offensively, we we kind of break that cycle. It's harder for them to, to score on us and we, we, we set our defense.
12: Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune.
11: Rudy, uh, Quinn was caught on camera saying to you guys early in the first half that you guys were in your own heads. Do you agree with that? And if so, how do you kind of break that and, and get back to playing, you know, like you guys did in the second half consistently?
3: I mean, they, they, they came out really aggressive and, uh, you know, we uh, they kind of try to force our guys to to, make, to to play one-on-one and make tough plays uh, in first quarter and, you know, and they, they did a great job forcing us into tough shots or turnovers. Yeah. When we started to settle down a little bit, move the ball uh, from side to side, uh, use our bigs, like, he, you know, it was a different game and, you know, all of a sudden, they, 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 they were falling. We were getting to the line. Um, you know, we got threes, dunks. And, you know, it's uh it's the way we, we play. The way we've played uh, game one and game two. And, uh, you know, that, that's jazz basketball. That's the way we want to play. So, it's you know, we got to give them credit. But at the same time, it's on us to, to be tougher mentally and, and then still execute and, and get where we want to get, you know, and... What we want to get should be is the rim first and, and then it opens up everything for everybody else. The threes and the, the either the big or the you know joining fouls, And we've done that pretty well. You know, we've done that well in the second half.
12: Okay, we have time for one more, David James, K T V.
0: Rudy, Quinn talked about uh, the problems with second-chance points, and uh, that goes to rebounding, kind of the strength of your game. What can be done so you guys really control the backboards
3: in Game 5? I mean, it's, it's the same thing. You know, when, when they get an advantage and we, we get cross-match and, you know, and we kind of scrambling, and, you know, they're able to get a, a good shot and, and the miss usually is the same for the rebound. We're we scrambling on the rebounds and you know, it, it takes a team effort to really, uh, you know, stay, you know, keep playing, uh, not stop, not ball watch. And it starts with me and it starts with everybody else. You know, we, we got to make sure that we, you know, we find somebody, uh, box out, and, and then, you know, they might get a few long ones, but uh, if we were to do that, you know, we're going to get most of the rebounds, and especially the 50-50 balls. You know, we, we know how important they are and, I think they got they got most of them tonight
7: There's Rudy Gobert, 11 points, eight rebounds, one block shot. Jazz lose the Clips, 118-104. to Next game coming up tomorrow night here in Salt Lake City. Game number five, tip-off will be at 8 o'clock. Pre-game coverage begins at 7.
0: There's the best of the post-game show. When we come back, what is trending? All the headlines. Stay
2: with us. Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trendy?
11: Are
13: you ready?
2: On 975-1280 the zone and the Zone Sports Network. Yeah. Hashtag Utah Jazz.
1: Isolation Kawhi at the top drive. Oh my gosh! Oh my
13: goodness gracious! Kawhi Leonard just rose up with a right hand, went just to just with Derek Mavers and packed it. Joe Ingles answers with a three the other way, that counts
2: a point more, but will never be remembered. Oh my gosh, what did we just see? George crossover, drive middle to the lane, George all the way inside. He slams
1: with two, pennant and a foul. Might as well call this man the notorious
13: PG, because he's got the defense hypnotized tonight. Beverly has it, the midcourt logo. Flipers need a couple more buckets. To help put this game away George is open on the right wing Doesn't take the three He'll dribble into a right wing three
6: And buries it Paul George on target once again hey Marcus, any chance Marquise Is going to come with you guys to Utah?
4: Uh, No, he won't be coming to Utah he's, I don't know anybody that want to go to Utah <laughs> So, huh. but, uh, he's just going to stick it out here in LA And you know, we'll see him when he come back
0: the Jazz fall to the Clippers, 118-104. Morris is getting laughs after the game. Kawhi Leonard's impressing people with massive dunks. And the 2-0 lead is gone. It's 2-2. Hit
13: reset, PK. Here we go again. On January 24, 2015, Marcus and Markeith Morris were involved in two aggravated assaults as five men allegedly assaulted a 36-year-old. Uh, let's see. I could go on. But thankfully, the one's not coming here for our safety. I get so sick of those ignorant comments. But people can make uh, comments against one group. But if you make it against the other, all hell breaks loose. I don't quite understand all that. But uh, back to the game. It was pathetic. And I got stuff to say. 30 to 13, right out of the gate, in big, big trouble. You can take your numbers, and you know what you can do with them? Because how in the hell do you have an analytic for heart? How do you have an analytic for, for competition, for toughness, for aggressiveness, for a mindset? What analytic describes that? Aggressiveness, good word. Yeah. Give me, what analytic do I got on that one? Because I would like to see it. And show me the numbers on that. And boy, I put out that uh, yesterday that uh, they sent out a thing that Conley wasn't playing. Man, I got unloaded. And you keep hearing that... Uh, they, they, the big show plays a thing with one of these guys uh, that they have on. That uh, you know, I, I can understand why they hold him out because he might re- aggravate it. What's he gonna do? Reaggravate it in August? You <laughs> <laughs> gonna reaggravate it in July? So we're gonna the see time an, is
0: now. We're gonna see an Anthony Davis uh, try to play in in the uh, an elimination game and uh, play for a couple minutes. I saw that whole discussion going on uh, on Twitter that you speak of.
13: I don't know. Maybe they need to call it more. I'm only going by what they say. They say it's mild. Not me. Them. Mild. Two that, weeks. That's what they say.
0: Serious. Six weeks.
13: Yeah. I don't, I, but, I don't know. I have no uh, degree or any insight medically. But the time is now. And I'm just voicing what fr- fans say. I mean, I know, you know, we want to be cheerleaders and all that stuff. and But and they're uh, down to two games left in the season now. Yeah. Two, two days, four games. I mean, the whole goal is, what, keep it within 20 in the first quarter here? <laughs> Maybe no. you can make a late run?
0: No. 17 felt pretty desperate, I think, to everybody who was
13: watching that game. 17 has turned 35. I'm surprised that they're still living. Sing it. Paul George, Kawhi
0: Leonard, 31 points apiece as the Jazz fall behind 10-2 and 30-13 to and never get it back to single digits. Game 5 tomorrow night. Your reaction to Game 4 coming up next. Stay with us, DJ and PK.
2: Hashtag NBA. Way out to Trey in the middle. Trey Young drives the lane. Trey's passing the corner to John.
1: Three-pointer. Good by John Collins. 120 to go. Frey behind the pick. Frey drives. Frey's floater in the lane is good. And the Hawks lead.
8: No update on uh James, but uh Kai had an MRI, sprained ankle, and is out tomorrow.
0: Steve Nash telling us what we all expected when we saw Kyrie Irving leaving the floor. Ankle sprain, he's out. Brooklyn's gonna be short-handed. Nets and Bucks tied 2-2. They play tonight at 6:30. And the other series in the East is tied 2-2. Hawks and Sixers. Atlanta, what a comeback. They were down 18 in that one, PK. And they finished the game on a 9-2 run to win 103-100. Survive a
13: buzzer beater. I have to say I was surprised. That's us i talking about. Heart, determination. I mean, Trey Young hits a big shot and he's 8 of 26. Give me your stats. Give me your analytics. Give me heart. You got to get close enough to hit a big shot. And then you got to have the heart to make it. Eight of twenty-six. Who cares? It's like that Joe Ingles three after the dunk. Who cares? Nobody will remember that he was eight of twenty-six. They remember that he made the big shots.
0: There were no big shots to me. Are we talking the Jazz? Are we going to talk that? Because there were just no big shots for the Jazz. They couldn't get close enough to take a big shot, let alone make it.
13: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Obviously, no. I was talking about this game though.
0: Trey Young, 25 points, 18 assists. As the Hawks fight back and tie that series up at two. So we got three playoff series tied 2 2. And you got the Suns sitting, waiting for everybody else in a conference final. Folks are already out looking for coaches. There's multiple jobs open around the league. The Blazers looking at Mike Dantoni, Chauncey Billups, and Becky Hammond. Possibly others, but those are the names out there. Dantoni is supposed to interview yesterday. Chauncey Billups, Becky Hammond, expected interview later this week. I'll go with
13: Becky. Do something different. It'd be groundbreaking. I would hope, though, obviously it would be groundbreaking. I would hope that all future candidates are not judged solely on this lady's success whenever she gets this job, whatever job it might be. That seems quite unfair. But she'd have women everywhere would be rooting for her. All that stuff, so... Uh, it would be quite a story. In the end, it's about winning and losing. The story would go away.
0: Mike D'Antoni is the opposite end of the spectrum. Recycled, we've seen multiple jobs. We can all remember. Years a, old. We can remember many of the jobs, but probably not all of them. But Tony
13: LaRusso says, "Good luck, kid." <laughs> <that's>
0: <laughs> true. <laughs> but would his style with a smaller roster, would his style help get the most out of what they've got? Lacking bigs, I mean, I think just run getting, nonstop. They were, they've already maxed out. Yeah. This is it. Stots did it all. They're just gonna change change captains there on the bridge of that ship and then go do the same right, thing. Right,
13: and he'll get another job somewhere else. So it's it's about the personnel. Yeah, I don't I don't know what they wildly underachieved.
0: NBA's competition committee exploring rule changes, unnatural motions as shooters draw fouls and parade to the free throw lines. League. Looking at ways to limit the ability of players to Lean sideways, lean backward. Initiate the contact. Get free throws. Stop the game. Not as exciting.
13: Yeah, it's smart. Yeah, try to uh, try to make it more entertaining for us as fans. Yeah, absolutely, I support it 100. Nobody's showing up to watch free throw contest. It's not.
0: Uh, it's not ideal. No. DJ and PK.
2: Hashtag NFL.
11: I do laugh at the that everyone thinks that they know exactly what I want on quarterback because I, th- I thought we had a chance to get the number one free agent quarterback who was going to be on the market in our second year, um, and since we did, people just assume that's how I would draw it up. Um, which, if you draw it up, you're—I mean, obviously, you're going to give the guy everything. Kyle
0: Shanahan, is finding it humorous. People speculated about what he wants at quarterback. Thought he was going to say he didn't know what he wanted at quarterback. How can you know what I want at quarterback? Thought that's
13: where he was going there, but he pulled back. Who the hell knows if the quarterback will be alive Sunday? That quote won't go anywhere, will it? And who knows if the Jazz will be alive Sunday.
0: hey Cam Newton, 10 days after a minor hand injury, back on the field with his teammates as they open a mandatory minicamp. Trevor Lawrence, hamstring injury. Limited him to individual work. OTAs for the Jacksonville Jaguars as Urban Meyer takes over and gets him out on the field. How about
13: offseason practice?
0: Jets wide receiver Jamison Crowder takes a pay cut. They were going to get hit with $11.5 million dollars. So you're Leading receiver each of the past two years. So now they don't have to release him. Restructured his deal. DJ
2: and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. Smith hits a drive to left field, way back and gone.
13: A two-run home run. Will Smith and the Dodgers take the lead, two to one.
5: Swing at a high drive,
13: center field deep. Richard going back, back by the wall. It's off the green, and here comes Verdugo with a winning run. Rafi Devers walks it off. A wall ball double. As the Red Sox win it two to one.
0: You heard the Dodgers beat the Phillies there. 3-1 the final. Will Smith and Chris Taylor homering. Dodgers just a game behind the Giants in the National League West. Padres have dropped four games off the pace there. They struggle with Colorado and end up getting beat 3-2. C.J. Crone homer in the seventh inning. I think it's time to fire that manager and
13: bring back Dick Williams. <laughs> Dick Williams. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Bruce Bochy. No, no, that's... Why be current?
0: <laughs> Bring Bochy back. <laughs> uh, the Giants did win. They beat the Diamondbacks 5-2. to two.
13: Brandon Crawford going deep. Arizona's lost 20 straight on the road. What happens first? Mike Conley plays or the Diamondbacks win a road game?
11: Mike Conley plays. Well, very that
13: aggressive.
0: Can, that can be, very that, aggressive. That could be very
13: aggressive. That could be that could be a tough one here. I was a little intimidating.
0: Ariz- didn't hesitate. Arizona didn't
11: hesitate. is sinking.
0: Right, but the Jazz season could be over with Fair, two more okay. losses. Maybe, Conley doesn't play till the fall. Arizona just has to win one road okay. game the rest right. of the year. I'm going to lose. <laughs> That's this what bet. PK's betting on. I'm going
13: to lose this bet. Then no, yeah. I'm betting on Mike suits up Wednesday. Mike, Mike suits up
0: for That's Game Five. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, it's two weeks and it's two two, and he's back, baby. Yeah. Salt Lake Bees built an early lead. Ended up beating Albuquerque 5 4. Two teams play the series finale tonight. Smith's ballpark first pitch 635. Get your tickets at SLBs.com or listen to Steve Klauke call it right here on the Zone Sports Network. Major League Baseball. Have you heard enough about spin rate? Heard enough about sticky,
13: gooey substances giving pitchers too big an edge? Okay, Spider just, just tech. Go spin, rate. We don't need to say sticky. Ten days. Substances, please. You're caught with any foreign yeah, substance 7, for ten in days. in the morning, and you got to use that phrase? Ten days. Yeah, you can all act Suspended. like you didn't say it and just keep <laughs> going on. That's fine.
0: With pay. Right, oh, well, in that case, I might as well cheat. It's ten-day vacation. I'm going to Cancun. No, no, no.
13: They're going to be out on the freeway picking up trash.
0: Oh, yeah? <laughs> No sunscreen, rosin combinations. Umpires are going to be looking out. Expect home runs to go up shortly. What is trending? Brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There's no job too big or too small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call in the day 295 1690 That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up, Mike Smith, jazz analyst, at t Sportsnet. joins us at 9 o'clock, 8.30 U.S. Open Preview with Brian Taylor from Real Golf Radio. All the angst from Jazz fans coming up next. Your reaction to Game 4. Stay with us.
5: Fires an off-balance three. He hit it! He hit
2: it! He hit it! We ready for war. Never back down. Give me some more. Joe Ingles. The series is all tied up at 2. Oh, God, it, even it Our Utah Jazz are back at home to host the Clippers in Game 5. Tomorrow, the Jazz Live pregame show kicks off at 7 with tip-off at 8 on your home for Utah Jazz basketball. Rise! Fire! Splash! 97.5-1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. Hot Takes or
0: Toast is brought to you by Jerry Seiner Cadillac, Cadillac Owners. May have changed, but luxury has not. Come see the bold new lineup of Cadillac at Jerry Siner Cadillac today. Question of the day. What are the ramifications of Game 4? Jason is about as positive as Jazz fans can get this morning. Clippers held home court. All we need to do is the same.
13: Two more times dispatch them this isn't your silly sport where they do the aggregate no which it doesn't no matter makes no freaking sense to me we're American that's not the way we do things uh, that's why they don't do it anymore well yeah, in, because we're in, American in, in, no finally in, finally, in, finally in, then in I'm M- gonna start supporting that piece of crap <laughs> <laughs> they're finally you, you just said it they do it because we're Americans thank you now this si- is the best news. No, I'm not done. Shut up. <laughs> this is the best news I have ever heard about soccer. It's they don't do it anymore too- because we're Americans. It's two- or three-year-old news. <laughs> but it's not really that new. Because, to me, we're Americans, and we do things the American way. One day after Flag Day, yes, thank you very much. I'll start paying attention once we get done with CONCACAB and whatever we're doing right now. Man, this is great news. I'm breaking out the Martinelli's. Copa and the Euros, but you know, whatever. One my baby at the Copa, Copa Cabana. Alex says, <laughs> a
0: definite loss of confidence. Hopefully Snyder can make some adjustments and we can make good use of home court advantage. I really don't see much sense of urgency from about half the Jazz players. How about the other half? Play them then. <laughs> <laughs> you can't play him all 48 minutes. Donovan! Why not? You can never leave the game.
13: What rule says you can't do that?
0: Uh, the one where you pick up your sixth foul and the one where the guy's just gassed in the fourth quarter because he played Suck 36 it minutes. Up.
13: There was one playoff series, Oscar Robertson averaged over 48 minutes. Over 48 minutes. Go look it up. Mm-hmm. He averaged over 48 minutes. Over. So that must mean that there must Overtime. have been a little uh, stoppage time. <laughs> Overtime. This is America. Thankful. Thank you. About time you came around, you sell out. Jazz lose. So all of a sudden soccer sucks. All of a sudden? <laughs> yes. No, it doesn't suck. Their stupid non-American rules suck.
0: The <laughs> okay. sport
13: is fine. That's not the problem. These dumb non-American rules. We don't bring out stretchers, but we digress. Unless somebody is seriously injured,
0: but we digress. Would you like to speak about the lack of confidence? Because I think it went. Yeah, it I'm goes right to what you said in the last segment about aggressiveness. Yes, and Donovan said it after the game they were the aggressor.
13: Yeah, right off the bat, Batum gets two offensive rebounds. That re- result, result in Stop. two three-pointers. Stop. What? <laughs> you know what you did. That's exactly what happened, and I know what they you know did. know what you did. The very first possession, Batum gives him an extra possession, yep. and Quinn Snyder identified it. Two things happen in those cases. Somebody puts it back at the rim, Oh, and Batum had another one he put back the right tomb. at the rim. Stop and Or a three-pointer. Those are like the two things. Yep. And it's like the basketball gods, are, you could be the crappiest three-point shooter ever, and if you get wide open off an offensive rebound, it's going to go in. It seems like every time it goes in. It's like the basketball gods won't allow it. Stop with that, man. There's no such thing now as out on a break anymore, so don't ever say that. It's all about transition. And the transition points... The twelve zip, and then then the second chance points were eighteen to one or two or something like that. Go, man! Send everybody to the to the glass then, if that's what you got to do, and then run your offense. Don't the the Clippers now? This I, I'm scared because a guy like Paul George, who has been weak minded in the past, he's on top of his game, and you got friggin' Marcus Morris. This guy. Saying oh, my, nobody wants to go to Utah. F you. <laughs> okay, but you always say the mindset of NBA players is changing.
0: Yeah. Well, some, but the ones lots I want on my team. Well, he is the second best
13: three point shooter in the league this year, so I don't want him on my team. All right, you can have him on your team if you want him on your team. But is he going to make a big difference this year for the Jazz? Is he the is he the missing ingredient?
6: Hey, Marcus. Marcus,
4: any chance Barkeep is going to come with you guys to Utah? Uh, no, he won't be coming to Utah. He's, I don't know. Anybody that want to go to Utah. And it's anybody who wants to go to Utah.
13: I don't need him insulting our state. Sorry. If that offends people, tough. I don't need him. I know you're not going to say it. That's not your way. But I don't need him insulting you, you our state. you got your hopes up about all NBA players. I still Utah have them up. And Ryan Smith has them up. Okay. Maybe you don't, but I do. You might hit on the right guy. Oh, well, I think they will hit on the right guy. They will hit on the I right guys. I hope you're right. I know I'm right. This will be years to come. Because I don't think they're all that ignorant. I think there will be plenty who will take what the Jazz have to offer. Absolutely. I believe it 100%. Why wouldn't they? Because some guy like him says no. All of a sudden, he's Moses? <laughs> He's Moses. He's not Moses. No, he's not. So I'm supposed to believe that he's prophetic? No, not doing it. Sorry. Make no apologies for not doing it either. Corey says
0: there's a reason teams play so hard for home court advantage. While it's not over yet, Mitchell needs to trust his team and get some help. Game five will be a different story. Is there a lack of trust? Is there too much hero ball? Seems like he's the... He's the guy who has it going, and one or two guys go with him, but not enough. I mean, he went for 37. Wasn't exactly... Mitchell, to me, is showing all sorts of heart. Yeah. Can't show the clutchiness when the game is uh, out of hand like that. But you can show plenty of heart, and he Mm -hmm. has. There's no analytic for heart.
13: He's got it. He missed a series of shots early, but kept shooting. To miss so what? Trey Young yeah. went eight of twenty six, yeah, and hit the game winner or something like that. And Mitchell ended up shooting forty percent from three. It's a good number. Didn't start out well, but
0: had a good night from three and got to the line a lot. For all the people saying attack the hoop and get to the line, he did
13: attack the hoop and get to the line. He's the last worry, <laughs> right, on this team. He's he's displaying a ton of heart. Follow his lead. That's what I would say. Follow his lead as far as him laying it out on the line. He's the one guy who collapsed to the floor last year when Conley's shot rimmed out. He's the guy fighting Patrick Beverly for the jump ball while everybody else is standing around. Trying to rip it away from him. Yeah. What do you think would happen if Jay Crowder was standing right there?
0: Jay would have, regardless of whose uniform he was wearing,
13: he would have tried to rip the ball away. He would have been, and it looked like it might potentially be a scuffle. Would he have just stood there with his hands down by his sides? No. no. Show some heart. These are harsh things to say, but that's my job. And if they would have won by thirty, I'd be lavishing all sorts of praise <laughs> upon them. But they didn't. They didn't come anywhere near. And if it. I have any reason to have this microphone in front of my face, it's to spew the truth as I see the truth. That's why people are listening as they're driving to work this morning not to give up a bunch of uncontested shots early in the game. I can put the pom-poms on all they want, but all that's going to lead to is click. It's not what they want to hear this morning. And if I'm wrong, let me know. Because you certainly have let me know for the last 19 years. So don't start now. Stop now, I should say.
0: Three-man wrecking crew for the Clippers. No, I think Morris, more George, and Kawhi. Zubox getting dunks. It. Do
13: I need to see Zubac get another getting, dunk? Getting that tip in over Rudy at the yeah. uh, end of the half. yeah, And dunks that he's getting? Three for three? Come on. Do I need to see that? No. So, as Morris said, they go 13 deep. He stretched it out to 13. And he said in his postgame, that's stretching it, but that's the level of confidence now they feel.
0: Going to have to get DeMarcus Cousins back in there if they're going 13 deep. (sighs) Sam is going the other way from everybody. Typical fair weather Jazz fans right now. When the going gets rough, they
13: head for the exits. Weak! He's expecting a turnaround. Pushback in game five. So am I. But we're not discussing game five right now. We're discussing game four. Which sucked. Yeah. They determine what you think and say. I've always said that for anybody who gets worried about, well, are you just going to be for the home team, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, when they deserve it. And when they don't deserve it, you just say what you see.
0: Okay, so here's a guy who takes two takes, runs them together. And I think a lot of people do. I mean, you can. You can but I'm wondering how many people separate them. Aaron says, they had no heart, no offense, and no clue. The Clippers seem to have their number.
13: Okay, they did in that
12: So
0: that, that first sentence, they had no heart, they had no offense, they had no clue, it's 30-13, to 13. the game's out of hand in the first quarter, and I get that. The Clippers seem to have their number. That extends the thought forward into, this is going to keep happening in game five and six. I don't know six. if it's
13: going to keep happening. In so that, then
0: they don't have their number, they had a know. night.
13: Well, they've had two nights. Yeah. Okay. They've had two nights, yeah. and the Jazz have had two nights. Except so the Jazz had to fight, scratch and claw, and all that shit. Did not run them the off end. the floor in yeah. Game Two. In, so even yeah. though it's two-two, it feels a little different. But that's the great thing about it. I'm channeling Jerusalem and that's what I'm gonna. I started writing last night because I started in the first quarter because they was. weren't coming back. <laughs> and so, uh, the Jerry talked about. Let's see what you're made of. This is this is the classic example. This is the best example of what you're made of. In Jazz history. We thought it was at the time when they were playing Jordan in the finals, but we see no one was going to lose to Jordan. The Clippers are nothing like Jordan. And they have a legitimate chance. There's no Jordan waiting down the line in front of them. So they have a legitimate chance. All they have to do is win two games at home. And I believe they can win the NBA.
0: And they're on to the conference final. Yes.
13: This is... This, is, this might be the most legitimate chance they have to win a title and who knows how long. Nobody knows what the future holds. Uh, I, I like to think that it won't be, but I can't guarantee any of that. And I don't know what the team's composition is going to look like next year, let alone five years from now. So this, we also don't know what the opponent's composition is going to look like? Yeah, yeah, we have no idea. So the point is, we've got, we know it now, and this is not an insurmountable task to come in and beat the Clippers two out of three. It just isn't. And it's right here. So now the great thing about it is you've been knocked down to go boxing or whatever you want, uh, UFC and whatever the rage these days. You have been kicked all over the floor, in the face, everywhere. But that was yesterday. And tomorrow is a brand new day. At the end of the day, the day changes to the next day. And what do you do? What do you do at this point? That's I am so intrigued to see what this ball club does, and I'm furious the way they played last night. Obviously, you can feel it and hear it in the tone of my voice, but so, that doesn't mean anything for so, tomorrow.
0: So, in the commercial breaks, you're listening and on your phone to the uh, the post game from last night, pulling quotes for the column you're writing. Correct. Do you hear? And I was listening for this last night. Did you hear enough uh, piss offedness, for lack of a better term, pissed offness? That right. Whatever. Was there just enough irritation, enough? Because they didn't play with the fire right. that people want. Exactly. You want that fire. Agreed. But when you get embarrassed, when you get humiliated, when you get frustrated, you don't reach your goal, and you're just, it's just burning you up, the best thing that happens in NBA playoff series is that guys have to sit on that for 48 hours to the next game and just do this slow burn. And there's nothing you can do. And I thought Mitchell had some of it. Do you think you heard it in the other guys? No. Because Gobert, they need Gobert to have a bigger impact. I bet I said it yesterday. Yeah. They need it. It was clear. You know, they're, they're trying to make a little bit of a run and cut the lead down at halftime. You know, you always pick some number, right? Get it down to 20 or 15 Psychologically, or 10. yeah. Exactly. And so giving, it, giving up the tip in right at the buzzer, getting trapped under the hoop, and Zubak tips it in, it's frustrating. Now, it's like one play out of 20, but it's the last one before you go to the locker room. You know, and, and they need Gobert to make those plays. I mean, he can be out there and be 12 and 8 guy or whatever, but when he's 18 and 14 guy and he flexes after a three point play, everybody feeds off that.
13: Sure, but that's and more I'm likely to be done at home.
0: Yeah, granted, but they're coming home for game five. And, so do
13: it at home. Yeah. Flex all you want. Have a block but, early and but flex. You,
0: did you think you heard enough of that? And I realize, but it's all the interaction we have with them, so we have to go with it. It's a little bit of info we have.
13: I think that's a calculated thing and I I think you have to stay true to your personality and you know we haven't seen Quinn Snyder do that very much I mean that's why the thing where he's yelling at him wake up a few years back on the sideline is so memorable because it's not much of what he does he's sort of uh, Bronco Mendenhall like in terms of uh, making uh, the approach be clinical and that's the style that they've chosen that's the style I believe that that's what they have so you have to stay true to who you are uh, so uh, I'm okay with that because I think that they can have it without articulating it and I think that it, it, They want to send a message to because you got to be careful with that because that message can be sent Oh, it's time to get all emotional overthrow tables and whatnot because we're panicking So there's a fine line somewhere in there I'm not sure exactly where it is and where it needs to be drawn and we'll know the great thing about it. It's like, I don't have to be in the football facility at 5.30 in the morning on a Tuesday. Thank you, I, Morgan. I can see what <laughs> happens on a Saturday. And right. that's all that matters in the end. That's all that matters. So you can sing and dance, scream and yell, do whatever you want. Do cartwheels, punch right. walls. All that stuff you can do, whatever you want. But it all manifests itself for everyone to see on for Saturday, for football, and for here on Wednesday night. So they can scream and yell and swear and do anything they want and everything they want. And none of that matters relative to how they play. If you win, then yeah, your style and your approach was right on. Way to go. If you lose, what the bleep. What's up? So, we'll see. That's, great, that, that's why this is awesome for the Jazz to be in this situation right now. I haven't given up on them by any stretch. I'm furious the way they played last night, but I, I'm not giving up on them. Absolutely not. No. Not at all. There's no reason to. So, let's see what you got.
0: Well, I think the reason, too, is what, and now I've lost his, uh, but the guy said um, the Clippers have their number. Oh, here it is. Uh, Aaron, the Clippers seem to have their number, so he's not 100% in on they've got their number.
13: But guys like Morris are frontrunners. When things go bad, look up the number of teams he's played on. Ooh, is, it just, is it just by accident? No. And you want him on your team? You can have him. I'll go pick him up and deliver him to your house. Give me the code, and I'll deliver him right in your door. And he didn't shoot it a lick in the first yeah. three games.
0: Yeah. So but he shot it really well in the fourth one. Right. And
13: let's see what he's got
0: here when he's got 18,000 people booing on him. He was one, one for 16. Had an 0 uh, an
13: for 5 and a 1 for 9 here in Utah. Yeah. From three. Yeah. Come on. I don't care if your brother comes. I just come, you come, and continue to build upon the brick foundation that you've built here. Let's see what you can do here. You had a game. You're an NBA player, no doubt. You're rich beyond belief. And you played well. Okay, good. You're a role player and you played well at home. Hmm. That's a story I haven't heard that much. Only like for every year of my life since I've been following the NBA. (laughs) True story. And so is the Jazz bench going to play better? Because they got very little out of the Well, They they need Conley back because... Then Ingles is coming off the bench. They've replaced Conley. They haven't replaced Ingles. As is so often the case. Because what Conley would give you is likely what Joe gave you the last two games. Joe's played well, but it's funny. It was bigger story that he didn't play well in, a lo- in wins. Nobody really cares that he shot the ball well in losses. 19 so th- points on 7 of 9 shooting, 5 of yeah.
0: 7 from the three-point so line. So the bottom
13: line is win. Yeah. And nobody cares, as Joe will be the first to tell you, nobody cares whose stats are what as long as you win. And he was spot on when he said it last week, and he couldn't really say it that much because he was the one not shooting the ball well. Well, now he's shooting the ball well. He looks fluid. The ball's going in. But they're losing, so it doesn't matter. So he basically gave you what Conley would give you. I need somebody to give you what Joe can give you off the bench, and outside of Clarklin, Clark Clarkson, excuse me, there's nobody else capable right now. No one's up for the moment. They don't have anybody. Only can't hit a shot. He just can't. Right? I don't know how else to say it. I don't. I'm not gonna crack on the guy. He just it sounds like I am, but he's a second round pick. Deep in the second round, and he's trying the best he can. As Jerry Sloan said, nobody wants to miss shots. (laughs) (laughs) That was awesome. But he's just not good enough right now. Maybe with some seasoning and so forth, he can be. That's why he only played three minutes. Yeah. But they don't have anybody. He would have played more... If he, if he was capable, I think Quinn would have given him more minutes. If he's hitting the corner threes, he yeah. which he's not, but if right. he were, he would get more minutes. Right. Because they need more minutes. Right. And, These and guys Niang, are playing a lot of minutes, and they're in a lot of foul trouble. Niang's not doing it right now. So they need Mike back for two reasons. For one, for the starting unit, and he's a really good player. Everyone agrees with that, and he's a settling influence. And then they need for more firepower off the bench. And right now they don't have either. And it's impacted them. And they didn't have either here, and they still won two ball games. And who cares if they win by one point and it's a struggle and you fight and claw? As long as you do it two more times, who gives bye-bye, Clippers? It doesn't matter. At the same time, right now, Clippers got a world of confidence. As they get on this plane, if they got on last night or whenever they got, choose to come up here, they're going to step on that plane with all sorts of confidence, more confidence than the group as a group, has ever had. Maybe individuals have had some more. But as a group, they've never been more confident.
0: Down 0-2 and 3-2 to the Mavs and winning. And down 0-2 here and back to 2-2. So you're right. They
13: ought to be on top of the world right now. But there's no reason for the Jazz to be at the bottom of the world. Absolutely not. No. No, I don't believe that. I don't believe that at all. Not for the slightest second. But do they believe it? Well, if they don't, then they're doomed. I believe they do. Yeah, they got an opportunity to come out tomorrow. And and as great as the Clippers have been and as bad as the Jazz have been, it can change like that. That's a great thing about sports. It can change. That's great what you've done, but it only matters what you do.
0: Welcome to a long series. It's no fun when you're in the middle of it. It's fun if you win it at oh, the end. Oh, this is a ton of fun. But, but when you're in the middle... No, it's not, not. Sure it is. No, nobody's having
13: fun watching them get down by 17 in the first quarter. And in the middle of the quarter. this is fun. Who wouldn't... Uh, Jazz, 2-2, two, two, and two of the three are in SLC. Who wouldn't have signed off on that in October, whenever training camp sure, was November? but
0: when you get up 2-0, you want to come back 3-1. And you didn't. Exactly. Big so, deal. So people aren't having fun right now. But you're right, big picture. If you'd been offered that in October, November,
13: you'd have taken it. I think they would have taken it uh, January, February, March. And come on, dig deep. This is a team that tank games to get you. You ain't going to let them walk all over you? And make fun of you and your community, the people that you love, that cheer you on deeply and revere you? to the highest degree, and you're going to let somebody like Marcus Morris make fun of you? Marcus Morris? This is not David Robinson. <laughs> He's not. It's a pull from the past. The
0: Admiral. Right. Who didn't respect the Admiral? The Admiral. He's an early Dwayne Wade.
13: Well, of his time. I mean, right. er- early. I What's early? I mean, I don't know.
0: Relatively speaking, earlier.
13: Okay she so drafted 15, 20 years earlier? I mean, you didn't see Kawhi Leonard say that, did, did you? You didn't hear him say it.
0: All right, we've got more coming up, more of your feedback. Grab your phone, use our app, use the open mic, give us your take on Game 4 and... Look at it, Game 5, and Yach will play it. We've also got the uh, U.S. Open coming up this week. Brian Taylor's going to join us at 8.30, and it's time right now for a Golf, U.S. Open giveaway. Be caller number 12 right now, and you'll be assigned a top 25 ranked player in the world. While well, one caller will be assigned the field. We're going to have 26 qualifiers this week in all. If your player wins, you receive a Callaway Staff Bag. It is brought to you by Uinta Golf, serving Utah golfers since 1971. We're taking caller 12 right now, 855-340-ZONE. Ya,ku who are you giving away? Tyrell Hatton. 855-340-ZONE. Be caller number 12 right now
2: the best college football coverage in Utah. 975-1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network.
0: DJ and PK brought to you in part by SNS Roofing. SNF Roofing is your locally owned roof repair expert. For free quote, for all your roofing needs, call SNS Roofing. Reaction pouring in as the Jazz Drop Game 4. Never really in it. Never get that thing down into single digits in the last three quarters where they have a chance to win. So now it's 2-2, and Ryan says the Clippers wanted to play the Jazz for a reason in this round, and now we're seeing why. I'm trying to be optimistic. Go Jazz, win it in six. It's like an order.
13: Okay. Go
2: Uh, Jazz, win it in six. I'm ordering you. All right,
13: if this is the military, then the Jazz are obligated to follow. (laughs) Okay. That's, That's the great thing about it, man. The sky fell last night,
12: but early, this is early. sports,
13: and you got a chance. The ceiling is the roof tonight, or in this case, tomorrow night. Because there's always another game, and there is another game. There's going to be another two games, and this is, this is this is the essence of life. You know, sometimes we go crazy with sports and we draw it out and make it way bigger than it is, and it's sort of hypocritical for me to do it because i'm the one guy who says i don't ever get caught up in wins and losses so it doesn't mean that much to me i get caught up in the competition of it all but here i am getting caught up yeah, in wins and isn't, losses
0: isn't that the problem that there wasn't competition in game four
13: and now they it have was an opportunity lopsided. to show it man i have been knocked down a million times in my life with this job a job that i coveted so bad a job that i literally once changed the vacation Because Jeff Rickard said, hey, I need you (laughs) next week. And I literally was planning to go to California. And I had made an oath with somebody when I was given something to raise from California. And I told her, and she said to me, it's important that this kid grows to love the beach like I did. And I made an oath with this person that every year of this other person's life, I would take him to the beach. And so we had it planned. And Rickard called, hey, I need you next week. I changed it to go to make sure that I could show up the next week because I wanted it so bad. I've been knocked down a million times, and all of us have. I'm not the only one here. And you get back up, as that song says. And so the Jazz have been knocked down. Now they can get back up. It's it's just it's a cliche. I get it all. But it's true. They've got this opportunity. Now everybody... Colin Coward, you find, play that thing he put out there, Yach, it's about a minute long, last night. In the first quarter, they're down by 20. They're done. Just like I told you. Oh, he took a lot of heat for saying That's that. That's what he said. Yeah, he did. Uh, and he, he's not making it up. And he's a part-time Utah resident. He has a place oh, up yeah. in Parmentory. He,
0: he tweets uh, glorious stuff about Utah, you know, sunsets and golf courses and, and big pro, views. The pro up
13: there told me he takes lessons from them. Yeah. I've played with them up there. Old Karch. But he picked. Karch, a, give me a call. I'd love to play some more up there. He picked <laughs> the Clippers and the Jazz.
0: Won game one, and people went at him. And then the Jazz won game two, and it looked like he did some video standing in front of like a walk-in closet and a mirror. <laughs> I don't know why he went there, but he did this whole thing about. I know it's two o Jazz, but the Clippers are going to win. And he was like mm, so he said last night, so in calm and poised, quarter. so calm and poised, selling it. Yeah, let's freaking play it.
2: A pleasant Monday evening to you. We are a dog family. Over the weekend, I had a fairly strong opinion that the Utah Jazz
1: were done for the series against the Clippers. It was fairly obvious that with Mike Conley out and their best athlete, Donovan Mitchell, not at 100%, that the Clippers are just too deep and athletic for the outman Utah Jazz. Of course, what followed was a series of unfortunate personal attacks. I have no scores to settle. I am not, by any stretch of the imagination, a grudge holder. But um, right now, the Clippers lead by 20 in the first half.
2: And uh, this baby's done.
13: Oh. Huh. Let me tell you something, Colin. I hold grudges. (laughs) Okay. And I'm going to come back and call you out. It's like a chef who cooked a crappy meal. He was wrong. Oh, the no state taxes, it's such a big deal. Uh, He ran and you would listen every day when we would drive home. It'd drive me nuts. No state taxes. (laughs) Screw that. He was wrong then. He's wrong now. Go out and show him. Come on, guys. Back me up. And he's going to call me a local Yahoo because I am. I don't pretend. I'm not national. I'm not big time. I'm he a nobody. Said, because Conley's out and Donovan is hobbled. So if Conley's
0: back, does it all change? There's a nice qualifier in the middle of that. And he's not the only one saying that. I mean, that was what Barkley went to at halftime of the game. <laughs> they miss Mike Conley. That defense is loaded up for Donovan and he's still at 37. Yeah, he did. But they need other people to so is it make Donovan? him pay. Is it Donovan?
13: Is what Donovan. You see the problem that they they're, no, not, not that he's that, the problem. That, the fact that they're loading up on Donovan is that the problem because yes. obviously Donovan isn't the problem. The Jazz
0: are too one-dimensional for the Clippers talent and the Clippers depth. And, really? and if How come they weren't here? Uh they hadn't totally committed to selling out on to stop Donovan at all costs. How
13: are they stopping Donovan at all costs? What am I missing?
0: Uh he's not shooting 70. I mean he got his 37 points, but he was 9 of 26. And I think if we go back to game 1, it was more efficient. You know, he's he, I mean he's a, he's basically averaging right at 37 well, what, points. What is he supposed to do game.
13: pass the ball and watch other guys miss?
0: There's the point. That's exactly <laughs> the point. If Conley's in there, you have one more guy who when you pass the ball is going to hit, and now they're not running off a long rebound and a missed shot, and you got another guy out
13: there with the bench. Of course you miss him. That's obvious. Yeah. So, Barkley, give Barkley a raise, because I didn't see that coming.
0: what, What you just had him play with Colin Coward was based on Donovan's not 100%, and Conley's out. Oh, get off that so he's if, not 100%. So if it Conley's back, is that enough to swing
13: it? It wasn't 100% it? Um, games one and two.
0: So if Conley's back... Yeah, I didn't say, well, Donovan will be 100%. I don't believe he will be 100%. I think he's going to be hurt until the season's over now. Well, he's playing. he's going to have to play through it. Right. And he it, is. And he's playing pretty hard. he's well got
13: heart. Right. So if Conley's back, is that enough to swing it? Not in and of itself, no. Because being back only is just that. It doesn't guarantee you playing well. Just like home court is just that. that. It it's not anything beyond it. that. You have to take advantage of it. I've been saying that for years. You can get all the draft picks you want, but if you draft Kwame Brown and Adam Morrison and whoever the crap else Jordan decided to draft, big deal. If you draft Enos Kanter when Kawhi Leonard right. is sitting out there, what difference does it make that you had the number 3 pick? You blew the pick. So just because you have home court, that's nice. Now go take advantage of it and win at home. Conley back is great, but Conley back playing well is what I want. I don't want him just returning. I want him back playing well. Plus then Ingles goes to the
0: bench, and is the bench better? Because right now when Mitchell gives the ball up, there's a bunch of guys who have been missing shots. The bench was a combined 4 of 20. And you can throw out Forrest's miss because he was in when it was over. But the other guys were 4 of 19 when it mattered. And so I think that's the key to the Clippers load up. Not stop. Do everything you can to slow down Mitchell. He's going to get his points, but the more times you can give him the ball, these other guys are going to miss shots. Now, maybe Ingles is back on the bench, and role players play better at home,
13: and then everything changes. Yeah, The, the recipe's there. We all know it. Go make it happen. That's the beauty of this thing. That's why I'm eagerly anticipating game five. What do you got? You got slapped, punched, kicked, whatever you want. Big deal. It happened. So what? Now, where do you go from here? I am so, so eager to see how this group responds. If they respond like I think they will, come Thursday, come tomorrow night, it's going to be sweet.
0: U.S. Open preview with Brian Taylor coming up at 8.30. Mike Smith, jazz analyst for AT&T Sportsnet at 9 o'clock right here on 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone.
7: You know what it looked like in that last game is everyone just thinks Donovan's, Donovan's going to get everything done himself. Like Nobody's moving around. Nobody's trying to create anything. Everyone just stands around and is like, eh, let Donovan do it. He can do everything. Well, he needs a little help.
0: The Davis Vision Summer LASIK sale is going on now. Get rid of those contacts and glasses and save $1,000. Start your road to better vision at Davis Vision. Check them out at davisvisionmd.com or call them today at 801-253-2080. That's Davis Vision. Who is that, Yak?
11: Let me find out. I forgot his name.
0: All right. Well, use the open mic. Like that listener did right there. Cornelius. Cornelius? Cornelius,
11: aka Brock.
0: Thank you, Brock. <laughs> Nobody's moving around. Yeah, it's Move. Old. It's it's old school. Spread out. <laughs> <laughs> spread out. <laughs> <laughs> parent <laughs> to every six-year-old team ever.
11: <laughs> Spread out! <laughs> as you know I was yelling at my, my daughter's soccer team all year? Yeah. Nothing,
0: nothing changes. It doesn't even change with the sport. It's Since playing baseball the, and the right fielder goes over and is talking change. to the center fielder. Back to right field! Yeah, there isn't nearly as much motion. There's more standing still waiting for the three-point shot. They don't want cutters dragging defenders in the lane when Donovan's Ready to Euro step his way through the paint to another hoop or more free throws.
13: Look at you, man. That's just beautiful right there. You like that? Cutters. Cutters. I mean, you know the lingo. You know all the lingo, man. Nope. There's lingo I don't know. Oh, no. Not in soccer and basketball. That's your wheelhouse cup. right there. Take it to the cup. Uh, uh, DB. When DB says handles, oh, man. <laughs> She's the best, isn't she? Handles. Handles. <laughs> You mean you can dribble <laughs> with
0: both hands and change direction?
13: Absolutely the best.
0: What are the ramifications of game four? And Matt says momentum and confidence for the Clippers, loss of confidence for the Jazz. But it's not uh, irreversible. That's why I'm curious about after the game how much are they doing the slow burn? How much did that frustration eat at them and motivate them for Game 5? Do they need that? got to punch back. If that's what's going to get you going, if something else gets you going. Right. So I mean, do you need, need the crowd? No. and But if that is what gets you going, then I guess you do. I don't think that's the only way to do it. You just but talk one to of yourself these things in circles needs to, right there. Yeah, one of these things needs to
13: work. Play better. Yes. Why do you play better? I think you play better, you can show some more determination and grit and all those intangible things that are non-analytical. You don't have to say it. You need to show it. Because it's going to require more effort and more energy than we saw at the start of game four. Showing it is the most important. Saying it, for some folks, if you think it's nice, fine, I can't argue with you. But you don't have to say it. You have to show it. That's the truth. And truth is eternal, as you guys know. And so you, you can say whatever you want, but you've got to show it. And whatever works for you to get yourself mentally prepared to the highest level that you could possibly be and emotionally ready to go. And the, the crowd will provide the lift because we'll feel the buzz in the arena tomorrow. The crowd is going to be there, and they're going to be electric because this fan base takes a lot of hits. Because there's like five idiots out there in the state and so therefore every every last one of you is a racist and so forth and so on and you've been that way uh, since Brigham took the first step West I mean we can extend this out as ludicrous as much as we want Uh, but they're going to be there and you're going to feel the surge of energy as the clock counts down to the introduction of the starting lineup so every one of these guys is going to be fired up because the 17,489 are going to make that happen. All right? So that'll be there. So they'll be ready to go. Now go out and play the game that you're capable of playing. This is going to be a game that I anticipate so much because this this game here this is what it's about, man. See what you got. How do you respond? It's all set up. Pretty much everybody and their dog has counted you out. There's like three national people who are going to pick the Jazz. So now, shock the world. Yeah. Get to play the nobody believed in this card. And I think you can. If that's what you need, and I don't know that you need that, but it would be sweet if you get it. If you find a way to win two in a row or two out of three or the back end of two. Whatever it might be, just get the two. That's all that matters. You covered it
0: there because I thought you were going to say three two. It'll be sweet. I'm like, yeah, you have to get the other one. And Dallas Mm -hmm. couldn't do it, right? I I mean, the Clippers. It really is. You're going to have to rip it away from them. They're not going to give it to you. Well, why do not
13: you have to? Why do they have to rip? Can't you have to rip it away from the Jazz? I mean, are we that are we that mentally weak that we've caved in now and the Jazz are a long shot? Is that what it is? People, people want to say no, but they're afraid the answer is yes.
0: Oh, people want to say no.
13: Show no. David and James wrong. The guy you loved, the guy you loved for like five decades, who got you through <laughs> two thousand one and nine eleven. The guy who's been there, he's been your buddy for. He's practically helped raise your kids. He does charity work. I mean, he's working on the ozone. Uh, there's really nothing that he's not doing working to on the can, ozone yeah. what are you talking about I know I don't know what not I'm talking about ride, I only know Antarctica you're, you're right no you dude what kind of car do you drive hello you're working on the ozone the Lambo so pff, on you <laughs> the Lambo <laughs> You're work I, my, I put gas in my car you're working on the ozone I'm not put gas in my car you got one of these things that's powered and helps the environment not me I'm not I'm gonna be dead in 25 years what do I care I care about one person, me. You care about everybody. Well, there's that. <laughs> you are awesome. I
0: am awesome. I'm feeling really very
13: awesome. Good poll, Yach. It's how you are. <laughs> me, one guy. My mother taught me. Or excuse me, my birthing person taught me. <laughs> nice. How about that? Know. Suppose you adopt it, or suppose you go into foster, and they call you mom. How does that work? It's not a birthing person. What's up there? Hmm. Wonder about that puppy. But here.
0: Still working on that. I haven't worked all the way through that.
13: <laughs> Those are solving the problems there when we change that language. Here, we got to believe in a team. I believe in a team. You have your doubts. I believe they're going to win this series. Nice. Because I believe they're going to reach down. and They're going to summon something that's there. That doesn't show up on a film session. Not that that's not important, because it is extremely important. I don't doubt that. I don't doubt the. Yeah, analytics. it might show up
0: on a film session because I think the things you are talking about will lead to the, you know, the the open shooters are going to see when they watch film. You know, when you, when you have that you are talking about, it can show up. But it might have not energy to close out. Yeah, and challenge that shot because the contested shots that's man, hard. The person the, the the odds of them going in
13: go way down when you contest them. Summon energy where energy might not be there on the surface find a way that's the beauty of this thing man Oh, I love being in this situation where you're counted out nobody believes in you they think you're dogs they think you're a fraud you're not good enough I'm two months into my career if you call it that at the watchdog and the editor says to me I think you should find another job freaking two months and I move my family 10 hours and I'm two months into the job and I'm told I think you should find another job. Two months! I got 18 months in
0: before they told me that. Not here. Yeah. Well,
13: they were wrong. No, they were wrong about you. Some would say they weren't. You're still here. What was that? They're gone. Give me that that. (laughs) one. You're still here. No, before that. They're gone. No, the... Oh. (laughs) I didn't know which one you wanted. (laughs) And now, boys... Everybody's counting you out. You were a fraud this season. You are only number one because Anthony Davis and LeBron missed like got hurt forty five, fifty games, whatever. And the Clippers had no interest. And Jamal Murray got hurt. And the Suns. You're a nice, cute story, but pff, who cares about you? Suns can, can can claim that too.
0: The Jazz and Suns. It's it's like uh, it's like when a trainer enters two horses in the same race, right? One and one A, and you're there because the LA teams didn't want it or were too hurt to go get it. Yeah, yeah. In Clippers' case, it's more about preventative. Well, he's played three in a row, and
13: and Jamal Kwayne's Murray won. got hurt and blew out his knee. A serious, serious injury for the young man. Wish him well in his recovery. Get back soon. So all these things, the lead your hero Colin Cowherd. <laughs> My hero, the guy who ran it up there on the state taxes that you thought was so insightful and multiple agents saying that he didn't just come up with that and they were wrong well agents are still advising
0: their clients and they that. were it's still wrong. happening
13: and they were wrong Man, i don't think they were i'm looking at you kevin durant i'm looking at you anthony davis i'm looking at you lebron james if you want to go to california the most taxed state that's wrong They're not going to California with an aching in their heart. They're going to California with a cash in their bank account. That's the new updated version of the Led Zeppelin song. Sing it. Going to California, all sorts of money in my pocket. Yeah. Your hero is saying, they're done. Don't even bother to show up. Start, Mike, get ready for next season, wherever you may be. Because you're not going to play again.
0: We do have that tweet coming in. Has Conley played his last game for the Jazz? No. I would accept that, I would expect that there's some type of Anthony Davis effort to play, even if he can't go. I don't know
13: how close he is to being 100% healthy. You need to be 100%? That's the point. That's why I think that some Jazz fans, it's under their skin. Do you need to be 100% to play? I think that that is the... Organization's attitude towards
0: injuries. And I think that's why Donovan miss, Mitchell missed game one against Memphis. That was their. Somebody thought he wasn't 100%, so he said So sat. that was
13: their attitude then. Is it their attitude now? Stakes are much, much higher. Yeah, I think you get deeper in a series,
0: there's a chance that changes. But I don't know how close he is to 100%. I mean, is he, is he going to be 100% for a game five, six, or seven? Or is he going to come back? because he's 80% and he wants to give it a go because it's an elimination game. I think the one thing that, I, I mean, I don't know any of this, but what I suspect is that he won't finish the series. He, he's not done. He's, he's going to dress at some point. Maybe not. Okay. Maybe, it's, maybe it's worse than that. But I think he'll at least make an
13: attempt to go if they're down 3-2. Well, I'm going to pull out a fancy phrase that I used earlier. Tomorrow night is the de facto elimination game. And that's where I was about
0: to go. Do they feel like he has to go tomorrow? Because if they're down 3-2, do they think they have a chance going to L.A.? They have a chance. I mean, they have a
13: chance, but do they think they do? Sure. I think they will, yeah. I think they will, yeah. But it'll be a longer shot. Clippers are great when things are going well, as are most of us. It's harder when things are going poorly. Yeah.
0: Weston in Salt Lake says, It's definitely a difficult situation for Utah, but this is unfortunately the identity of the Jazz over my lifetime. They look so good all season, but when it really matters, they just can't close the deal. Now, and this is for a 2-2. They're not even down in the series, and they have home court. They're de- I think. See, that's what I was going back to earlier in the show. It, I think Jazz fans feel like they're down 2-2. It's what you said. It's the, mar- it's the recency bias because of the last game they saw, and it's the margin of victory. Yeah, the Jazz
13: eked out two at home, but the Clippers rolled. I don't think they eked out game two. It was more, they did, have, point they did have a 20-point lead. Yep. One by six.
0: They won by three and six at home. But they have now lost by 26 and 14 on the road.
13: And the final margin could be deceiving. 14 yeah, is 14's 20 kind to them. whatever, whatever. I mean, they they got blown out both games. I don't, I don't think they put up much resistance in either game. The way you need to, so I don't really care what the final score was or what the margin of defeat or victory was. They didn't put up enough resistance. That was evident. And th- this is so sweet, man. Everything's negative towards. This is where I wallow. <laughs> It's all negative. Feel the
0: negativity.
13: Yeah. And then what do you do? What do you freaking do? I was told in my radio career here, if you can call it that, get out at 10 o'clock because they're going to fire you on Tuesday. Get out. When the show's over, don't linger. Leave immediately. I need more time to work this through because they're going to fire you. Tuesday at 10 a.m. These are facts. You have good sources. These are facts, man. Exactly. Yeah, I may have used devious methods to find that out, but <laughs> there's no such thing as devious methods when you're a reporter, and that's what I was told. Uh, so your back station. was against the
0: wall, yeah. and it worked out. Now the Jazz. And here we are, not quite years back later, back to the wall, but it feels like it. You just it said does. It does they're, feel they're like trailing 2-2. It. it does feel like it. So they're... And the, they're, the they're, percentage they're, of people... They are at that point. The percentage of people who will yeah. be going to Wendover or clicking on their phone and putting money on the Jazz to win a game six down 3-2. Uh, infinitesimal. So you went
13: psh, and psh. Yeah, I did. Because <laughs> that is how small a percentage... Okay. Is. I don't put money on it because I don't gamble. Yeah. But I'm going to... I'd put it on the Jazz to win. In Game Six, yeah. down three two, because you just said no, this up. Oh no, 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 Game no, Five, no. Game Five, no, the question Game five. is up. Oh yeah, no,
0: they could win game, if they win Game Five, they can go win Game Six in L.A. Well, I'm, but I'm only they, worried about Game Five. This is why Game Five is de facto. If they yeah, lose Game yeah. Five, oh, then in the odds of hurt. are hurt. Yeah, the we're odds I'm are of lose Game Five is in a world of hurt, obviously. But you have way more faith in the Clippers' ability to go win Game
13: Six at home and force a Game Seven. Well, I, but I would too if the Jazz were coming home. So that's right. That's a the way the series is set up. of the yeah. series. So that's and not...
0: Not only the way it's set up, but
13: the way they've played at home. I mean, they've looked really good. Sure. But I'm not worried about game six right now. I mean, it's all about game five. See what you got, man. I can't be more jacked about this game. This is, this is a perfect scenario. Rod says game five
0: is a must win. If Conley's even remotely healthy, he must play. He'll have all offseason to recover.
13: That's the thing about it, you know, you hear about re-aggravating it more. Okay, reaggravate it more.
0: Well, you can think about all the future series you think you're going to be in early in the series, and when you're up. But at 2-2, facing the thought of losing and going down 3-2, do you worry about the future series anymore? No. I mean, no. it's just Game 1, no, there's no there. need to play them. Right. And then you win Game 1, so yeah. now there's no urgency to play them in Game 2. And they're still not behind. Yeah. Right now, so and then there's the whole thing. I mean, they say mild, and they, like what it's what they keep saying. What is that?
13: What does that mean? I don't know. That's what up to it's meant his body. so far. Is he's out. That's all that matters. Mild or severe. It's the same thing. And the thing about this, if he can go, go, because it's not a big time knee injury that's going to impact you getting another contract. So that's one thing, right? And secondly, how much more money do you need? You've made millions and millions and millions. Yeah, you're but isn't, 33 years old. It,
0: it, all that's true, but isn't the point more that they're going to need him against Phoenix in the next round? So don't re-aggravate it now. Now you're suddenly faced with the thought of not getting
13: to the next round. It's Well, not getting to the next round supersedes I'm going to need him in yes. the next round. I was going to say, yeah, survive right now. Right. I'll take my chances Later if I lose because Conley can't play and I had to play him now to get there, and I don't know that it's going to come to that either. It's like he's going to be the most significant difference. He's not Anthony Davis to the Lakers. He's not as good of a player, plus the Jazz are better without Conley, far better than the Lakers were without Anthony Davis. So you got two things going on there.
0: DJ and PK... Reminding you the Top 60 and 60 is back on the Zone Sports Network. Listen every day at 1.30 as Hans and Scotty announce a number, another member of the Top 60 players in the state of Utah as they count you down to the start of the college football season. It's the Top 60 and 60, presented by Cypress Credit Union and Icon Health & Fitness on 97.5 FM, 1280 AM, and the Zone Sports Network. U.S. Open Preview with Brian Taylor from Real Golf Radio. Coming up next, Mike Smith, jazz analyst for AT&T Sportsnet at 9 o'clock. Stay with us.
2: Fires an off-balance three. He hit it. He hit it. He hit it. We ready for war. Never back down. Give me some more. Joe
10: Engel. We came for the title. Killing the game. Get on the rise.
2: The series is all tied up at two. Oh, God, even Our Utah Jazz are back at home to host the Clippers in game five. Tomorrow, the Jazz Live pregame show kicks off at seven with tip-off at eight on your home for Utah Jazz basketball. Rise. Fire.
9: Back down.
2: Splash. 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network.
0: DJ PK, it's time for you in a golf U.S. Open preview with Real Golf Radio's Brian Taylor. And it's brought to you by Mountainland Supply, Zions Bank, Black Desert Resort, and Get Some Guns and Ammo.
13: Brian, good morning. Oh, this is the way the morning is going. Everything. It really is. I'm so irritated.
0: Give up an open shot. Don't have the guest on the phone.
1: (laughs) Did you not hear my good morning?
0: We did not. We were cheated out of your good morning. Yeah.
1: Let me try again. Good morning.
0: Now I feel better.
1: All right. (laughs) Happy to be there for you, PK.
0: Thank you. We are jealous. We're jealous of you and Bob running down to Torrey Pines and playing the U.S. Open course before the U.S. Open. I guess the one thing we don't know, since it's a public course and lots of people get to play it, is how much was it in open-ish shape when you played it? How much could you see what the guys are going to be up against?
1: Well, we've been there twice uh, during the U.S. Open, 2008 and again a couple weeks ago. And I I would say in both instances, uh, you know, it was about three weeks out. Golf course was getting there. Uh, Certainly different than when we have visited there during the farmers in January, early February. Um, Rough is definitely up. Fairways are tighter. Uh, Greens and uh, complexes are firmer. It was really notable how how firm uh, the golf course was already just a few weeks ago. And Phil Mickelson said Monday in his press conference that you know even in two days uh, that he'd been working out there, it had firmed up significantly. So um, it's it's going to be different. Um, You know, I think Phil described it best. You know, you've you've got firmer fairways that aren't going to hold. You know, and during the farmers, it's it's softer, so you can just kind of drive it down the middle. Now you got to shape it into fairways so that it it actually stays there. So as you know, it's a huge advantage to hit fairways in the U.S. Open. It's not the only thing Bryce improved that last year at Wingfoot, but uh, it certainly is an advantage. And then just trying to trying to keep it in in position, you know, on the green to be able to make some putts. So. It was fun. I I, I think I've mentioned this before. When you play Torrey Pine South at any time, it's an experience, quote-unquote. It's not exactly a fun day of golf. It's hard. It's a very, very difficult golf course.
13: So these guys have played all over the world and played all these courses many times over. They've played them when they are either for fun or a regular tournament, and then sometimes these places host the – tournament the U.S. Open so they know that there's going to be changes versus when they played it before or in this case you know when it's a regular tour all that stuff how much difference does it make in their game from compared to when they played it the other times whenever that may be versus when the particular course is the U.S. Open course?
1: Yeah, I think it varies venue to venue. Uh, really, there are some venues that play drastically different uh, when the USGA gets a hold of them, and there's other golf courses that are made for US Open setups, just the way the USGA likes them. And as the caddy says, Tory Pines is one of those golf courses where you just got to grow the rough up a little bit and switch the flags from Tory flags to USGA flags. And um, so I, I think Wingfoot was that way last year a little bit, you know. Um, there are other golf courses where they – I don't want to say trick it up, but they really narrow the far- – Pebble Beach is a great example. Pebble is vastly different uh, with, from what the guys play in, at the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am versus when they play U.S. Open. The rough is, is, is grown in. The fairways are narrowed significantly. It's not a wide-open, linksy style golf course that they normally see. At, at the at the regular Pebble Beach stop, so uh, I think it varies venue to venue, and uh, I mean this is an interesting one. I've only seen the one U.S. Open there in 2008, and Tiger Woods won, and I think that was like what the eighth or ninth time that Tiger Woods has won at Torrey Pines, and so I, I I have to think that maybe Torrey's one of those where you look at past success where you know it does play a lot more similar to when they re- normally play there, and and so you can use a little bit of the You know, history of the players at the Farmers to determine maybe who might fare well at the U.S. Open on that particular venue. So uh, as I've been looking at it, that that sort of seems to be the thing that lines up a little bit with Torrey.
0: Now usually you come on and second-guess our draft picks. The draft is tomorrow. We have you on the day before, so why don't you give us some hot tips so that PK and I have an edge over Bob because nobody wants Bob to win. We don't want him to win. You don't want to listen to him. I mean, that's the one thing the three of us have in common. Nobody wants to listen to Bob after he wins.
1: Well, the, the the odds-on betting favorite is John Rom. He's an interesting one, right? I mean, he got his first win at Torrey Pines. He was a six-shot runaway uh, with, 50, with uh, 18 holes to play at the Memorial, and then he got sidelined with COVID. So he's been in quarantine. I, I feel like you know he's probably sitting there with un- some unfinished business. Uh, he's he's good friends with Phil Mickelson. Uh, his brother Tim Mickelson was was John uh, was was Rahm's first agent, and so I, I think there's probably a lot of uh, going on there. I think there's he's. Of all the top players, he probably has the fewest question marks about his game. He just, but you know, he hasn't won a major yet, so he's looking for his first major championship win. That certainly is the next step for a guy like John Rahm. If he can control his demeanor, that's always been some of the challenges. Is he's had a tendency to blow up and not be able to withstand the mental challenge. But John Rahm is is one, I, and Brooks it's hard to overlook. I mean, he didn't play last year at Wingfoot, but he's so you take that one out. In the last three U.S. Opens he's played, he's gone win, win, runner up. Um, in fact, since 2014, he's 17 under par in the U.S. Open. That's 10 strokes better than his closest competitor, which is Xander Schauffele. which, by the way, I think Xander is also a, a great pick this week. Another San Diegan who's one of the best players in the world. He's had good success at Torrey Pines and is just, you know, is, is probably one of those right along with Phil as their backdoor, backyard kind of favorites for this week. One interesting about Kepka, he hasn't broken par in his last seven rounds at Torrey Pines, so... That's a little bit unique. And, and I think I mentioned Phil Mickelson. I think he's one you have to look at. I, listening to his comments, he's in a different space right now. He's totally healthy. And I, you think about this when we're watching NBA playoffs and you think about the experience that, that players have. They've been there before. And that's usually an advantage. And yet you look at a 50-year-old, and that's a detriment in golf because no one's ever done it. Well, now Phil's done it. And, you know, Phil is a guy that, I mean, he's never lacked for confidence. But the guy is over-brimming with confidence right now, and he's putting in the extra work physically, mentally, and, and, and from a golf standpoint. And, and I think he's probably one you got to look at. So um, Dustin Johnson's number one in the world. He, he's missed the cut in back-to-back majors, but he's also tied for six or better in five of his last U.S. Opens. So I've ripped off some names for you there. John Rahm, Brooks, Kepka, Phil Mickelson, Dustin Johnson, Xander Schauffele, I mean, I like all those guys. Um, I think we have to go to a. I know. I know. By the way, Bob's going to pick Jordan Spieth. So if you want to let him have that one, he has eight top tens in his last eleven starts, but he's only had one win. And I think his best finish since winning the U.S. Open in 2015 is tied for 35th. So not He missed the cut this year at the farmer. So uh, maybe you let go ahead and let Bob have that Jordan Spieth pick and and uh, go with one of those other guys, but. Um, Tony Fina, our hometown guy, is another one. We can get into him if you want, but I, I think he's one that would be a good pick this week.
13: So obviously, Phil, he tends to be a favorite wherever he is, but particularly in the desert and then over there, the two places where he's has a ton of following. And I don't know if it matters, but it'll be fun to see if he can... Maintain what he did in the US or in the PGA I should say would be the ultimate golf story with that in mind And this is California. So I'm not sure what the rules are. What are we expecting crowd-wise?
1: Yeah, they're gonna have limited crowds unfortunately Um, As you said it is California. Uh, They limited the media Uh, We thought maybe we would get a chance to get out there this week and and uh, they basically are are keeping it to the same crowd that was there at at Wingfoot, you know in September so um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be a little quiet. I do think Phil will be a huge favorite, you know, from a crowd standpoint for those that are there. When we were there, they were putting the grandstands up and they were, they were tiny compared to what we saw there in 08. So uh, it, it'll be a little quieter, but it's not going to be dead quiet. Uh, I think you'll have enough fans to, to make some noise and, and I think they will be excited to see how Phil does.
0: So where, what is a winning score going to look like here? How tough is the course going to be? Is this a U.S. Open where you just, uh, if you break par, you celebrate wildly?
1: I think so. You know, looking back at, at Tiger's win, you know, he doubled the first hole I think three times that week, shot three over the final round, and, and had to birdie the 18th to get into a playoff. We all remember that putt. Pretty remarkable. Um, it's, I think both, the, both uh, um, Tiger and uh, Rocco were one under par. Uh, at the end of the week, so and, and each of them in that final round, each made three birdies apiece. So it's going to be one of those. I don't think you're going to see a birdie fest. I really think it's one of those. Hang on, um, Phil talked about it in his press conference that he he watched Tiger pick his spots of where he could, you know, be a little bit aggressive on some putts. But for the most part, it is. I think it's going to be one of those that's going to hover right around, you know, I mean maybe one or two, three or four under par at the most. Um, if you can, if you shoot one under every day at Tory Pines for four days, I I would think you've got a great shot of
13: winning. So a few years back, it was fun to follow the likes of Thomas Spieth, McElroy, uh, Fowler, young guys on the come. And they've sort of, uh, at this point, they're not old by any stretch, but they're beyond, like, the young guys on the tour. And I think they've been replaced by a guy named Colin Morikawa. I point to him being this is his 50th start and he's had some, uh, what's he have four wins, and obviously he's got a major. Uh, Do you think that he could be viewed as a threat to really make a huge step this very weekend and put his name out there that I'm a guy to be reckoned with going forward for the next 10, 15 years?
1: Oh, 100%. Um, You know, he won the last major on the West Coast, uh, which was up, up the coast there at Harding Park in San Francisco. Right. You know, that, that was an interesting one, PK. You look, you look at guys and, and sort of what's inside of them. If you remember that one, it was, there were no fans. It was no. dead quiet, which is right. unfortunate. But, yep. but you remember that Sunday, there were all the best players. Brooks was there. Bryson was there. DJ was there. Tony was there. And all the guys were right there. And it felt like nobody on Sunday wanted to take it. And Colin Morcala stepped up and drove the green on, what was it, 16? Yep. And made the eagle putt and, and just took the golf tournament. And he won the WGC earlier this year at concession, which is a very difficult golf course. I think when you look at golf swings and, and the proverbial ball striker, you know, title, Colin Morikawa was that guy. And, you know, he's his putter has been a little bit suspect. He's 161st on tour in putting. That's my only sort of asterisk, if you will. But in spite of that, he is definitely one of the best players uh, out there on the PGA Tour. And I think he's absolutely one that you got to reckon with. And, and you're right; he's part of that new younger crowd that's sort of uh, replacing the young guns that you previously mentioned that, have, that are now sort of the, the veterans out there.
0: Is the media overblowing the whole uh, Deschambault hate fest, or is that the real deal?
1: You know, it's really hard to figure out what those two are doing. Um, it's kind of a fine line. Uh, I I look at that situation and. And there's a lot of ways I just chuckle at it. I mean, you know, they're they're going back and forth at each other, you know, on social media. And, you know, it's causing, you know, uh, commentary around golf and and getting people to say, hey, what's going on here? It's it's interesting. It's noteworthy, which golf a lot of the times isn't. And at the same time, at the root of it, you have one of today's best stars, buying beer for fans that are heckling one of his rivals. I, and I, I I can't help but think there's probably something a little wrong with that, right? I mean, uh, that, that's one of those things that, you know, when the cat's out of the bag, that's going to be tough to put it put it back in, right? I mean, it, <laughs> that could get out of control. We The mashed potatoes, the get in the hole, the you're the man screams after every tee shot, they got old really fast. And now if you're going to basically – hey, if I go do something crazy for one of my guys against one of his rivals, I might get a mention on social media and a nod from one of his sponsors. Um, Yeah, I mean, that changes things dramatically. I'm not sure that's the direction we want to go in the game of golf. But um, anyway, that's my my commentary on that. As far as whether there's a real, you know, sort of hatred or an actual rivalry between these two, I don't know. I mean, Brooks comes across as a bit of a, you know, the, the little that I've been around him in the comments is he's kind of just to keep to himself. I don't really make too much big. I don't make a big deal about this whole game of golf. It's what I do for a living. Otherwise I'm just my own dude and I don't get too wrapped up in it. And that guy, he's way too wrapped up in it. And that bugs me. I mean, that to me, that seems like that's sort of the root of, of, of everything that's going on there. Um, but, you know, sure. There's the media overblown, of course. Everything gets overblown these days. I don't think anything is understated. If there's a little (laughs) spark, let's gaslight that thing and blow the whole thing up. So, yeah, I I think that's what's going on. But we'll we'll see pairings come out today, and there is a traditional USGA pairing that puts the reigning U.S. Open champ, the reigning U.S. Amateur champ, and a past U.S. Open winner. Well, the reigning U.S. Open champ is Bryson, and the past two U.S. Open champions previous is Brooks Koepka. So does the USGA – Are they going to pile on? Do they want the ratings? Yeah, probably. I mean, look for that pairing to come out later on today. It'll be something to talk about for sure.
13: So I want to go to bed on Sunday, happy man. And in order for that to happen, I need Phil Mickelson to win the U.S. Open, and I need the Jazz to win Game 7. It's going to happen on both accounts, isn't it? Wow, um, <laughs>
0: going to going to major lengths to avoid the word no, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. I give you Brian Taylor.
13: Those would be so two I great count, stories.
1: Count me in as a bit of a disheartened Jazz fan last night. So um, uh, that was that was not fun to watch. Um, hmm. It was tough to watch, I should say. God, i I sure like to think that the number one overall seed in the NBA regular season has a better chance of. Of moving on, you know, to the finals, uh, Western Conference Finals, than Phil Mickelson does to repeat as back-to-back oldest major champion winner ever, right? And to get over the six times a runner-up, never quite could win the U.S. Open. I, I mean, I would have to think that Phil's story would would be way bigger than the Jazz, you know, getting past the Clippers this week. I, I, to me, the Jazz should get past the Clippers. Phil Mickelson shouldn't be winning majors at fifty. He did it. I think he still has a good chance. He's someone we definitely got to watch. And um, I think he's playing maybe as well as he has his entire career. But, uh, yeah, I, I boy, I hate to PK, man. Uh, <laughs> sheesh. Don't do that to me. Well, How about Tony Finau in the Jazz winning? Now, maybe we go – uh, Go
13: complete local?
1: Yeah, go complete and local. Actually I – mean, go ahead. Yeah, no, I, he's – I mean, real quick, just his stats. He's, you know, at the Farmer's. He's coming up uh, off a of T2 this year, and he has uh, top six in four of his last five years playing at Torrey Pines. He's, he's played in 20 majors now. He has 10 top tens, including nine of his last 13. He's had two top tens in five U.S. Open appearances. So, I, I you know, why not, Tony, this week? Why not? That's what I said. We've been why saying
13: not? it for weeks, months, years. <laughs> so uh, I follow you, and I think that you know, it's going to happen. At some point, I don't know which tournament, but I, I think uh, – just odds-wise and game-wise. And the thing about Phil, when he tees it up, he will be 51.
1: That's true. Yeah. That's true. His birthday is So why June not 16th. get one at 50 and 51? Yeah. And then S- get the Masters uh, next spring. And wasn't he'll, he'll, he'll be all about
13: that. 51-50. Wasn't that a Van Halen album, too? Mm. So I mean, yeah, yeah. See
1: what you just did there? Yeah. <laughs> my
12: Van Halen album, actually, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I know there's nothing that would compare to Phil doing it. He's literally the oldest. And if he does it again, obviously nobody's done it. Is the closest thing when Mark O'Meara over forty won two really quickly?
1: Uh that's a pretty that's a good comparison. Um I don't think Mark had won any majors at that point in time though. Um and he wins back to back at forty two or whatever, forty, maybe it was forty on the dot.
14: Um
1: yeah, I'm starting to th- I'm trying to think, um, yeah, Darren Clark, uh, he won one late, um, right? Didn't Darren Clark win one late? Wait, now maybe I'm forgetting. Maybe I'm mistaken. No, I think yeah, he got the Claret Jug. So um, Ernie Els, I think Ernie Els had a little bit of a run late in his career. So yeah, I, I but maybe that that'll mirror That's probably a good. It's probably a good comparison.
0: All right. All right. Well, the draft with Bob. We've got your tips now. So thanks for that. Going forward, and uh, we'll see how this works out.
1: You know what, PK, because what? this fits you, you need to pick Patrick Reed because nobody else wants to pick him. <laughs> but you're you're surly enough to pick him. Pick Patrick Reed. He won at the Farmers this year, and he's 17th uh, around the greens and fourth in putting. I mean, nobody likes him, but he's probably he's going to be in contention. I, I would say he's going to be in contention. What do
13: you mean I'm surly enough? How does that make me feel? Exactly surly. Surly. He he's just so a happy-go-lucky-lovable dude that I am. I wonder if Reed is. Jeez, I wonder yuck. if Reed is jealous of De Chambeau
0: getting all this run. as, uh, you know unlikable? Nasty. Like, hey, I'm Patrick Reed. I'm nasty and unlikable. Get off my lawn. I'm a golfer. This is all my lawn.
1: That's Surely. the best comment of the morning, right there. Holy cow! Love
0: Thank you, Brian. Mm. See you, boys. Brian Taylor, suffering jazz fan and golf analyst. Every Saturday morning, six to nine a.m. Bob Casper, Brian Taylor, Real Golf Radio, right here on the Zone Sports Network. Mike Smith, Jazz Analyst for ATT Sportsnet, is coming up in 15 minutes.
7: Stay with us. If this team is great, we got to see how they respond after we just got punched in the face uh, over a two game period. What do you think, Quinn?
11: That's great. <laughs> what
0: was that?
11: <laughs> that was JJ. It must have been his daughter or something. <laughs>
0: that was very creative. DJPK brought to you in part by Christian Roberts Mortgage if you're going to work with an expert for your next home loan you need to connect with the most referred lender in Utah Christian Roberts Mortgage they specialize
13: in jumbo loans careers will be made legacy cemented for sure no this is it only for
0: the negative oh because for the positive you just get beaten in the next round
13: if that were to happen, but yeah, if they lose, they're going to be exposed as frauds. Everybody's going to pile on. Okay, so
0: everyone piled on the Clippers last year, but now they could win the title this year. So who cares if everybody piles on? I mean, there's always another chapter.
13: Except Kawhi Leonard and Ty Lue
0: have won they the they,
13: they do. Nobody yes. here has. And that's Los Angeles. People go there. No, We can't even get Markeith Morris to come here to <laughs> so just hang out for a couple <laughs> days. You don't want Markeith Morris to come here and hang out for a couple days. Well, he doesn't want to. And you don't believe, you believe Marcus Morris saying what he said. Told you so. No one's ever going to come here. No one of any kind. Any I can
0: never say no one is ever going to come here, but there is still a strong... And I don't think it's just this. I think when we talked about that Washington Post story, which is the story Jazz fans want, it's the story Ryan Smith wants. Hey, Salt Lake's a cool place. Here's all these cool things happening here during the playoffs. I'm a writer. I went there and had a good time. Look at all of this. And then you went straight to the comments, and it was just negative, 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 negative. Just piling on. So... I get the ignorant, desire. Ignorant,
13: ignorant, ignorant.: ignorant, I,
0: ignorant. Get, I get the desire to change that narrative. I think it's really heavy lifting and takes a long time. I don't. Now, any one player and that's, it's basketball, so you break through on the right guy, and who cares if, you know, the narrative is 95 percent against you? If you get the one guy you need/ want, that's enough, in many cases. So, you got that going for you. but, I yeah, just, but it's an ongoing thing. It, it That's the point. It is an ongoing I mean, thing, I and there's still a lot man's of... I going to own the
13: team for the next 50 years. That was years, what whatever. the press conference told us, right? That yeah. was what Gail Miller, so not you know... a single player.
0: You're right, but Except, to get... Rejecting you, or accepting. You lose so... Uh, it could be about one accepting, because you lose more, way more than you win, and if you get the right player to accept and you win a championship, then all the other failures. It's like you just said about, about Ty Loon and Kawhi.
13: You don't lose more than you win. You don't win as much as you win.
0: Okay. Because you go you to go the finals and
13: lose. You're not losing. Losing but it is cements, a strong But it term. cements
0: legacies. I mean, for all of their awesome Hall of Fame careers— Carl Malone, John Stockton, Charles Barkley, Patrick Ewing, Reggie Miller. We can go on down the line. You know, oh, they all lost to Jordan. Well, they, they're all in the finals. I mean, Ewing didn't lose to Jordan in the finals. He lost to Hakeem in the finals. But you
13: get the point. Okay. What's the point?
0: So I think if you get the right person and you get one, then even if you can't change most of the narrative, which I think will be very hard to change, uh, I don't. that's good enough. You got the one. That's what people are craving. Now, yeah, you get the they one, they'll the probably be
13: an argument about getting the two. The, if they get the one now, the, in time they'll be gone, and then you'll, the, the next group will get the one. That, that, that's the thing about it is here is they got an opportunity just to really cement stuff and just erase and take away all that crap. It can't be done here. Mm-hmm. And it starts tomorrow night when the whole world is against you, every single person, even the most passionate fan in Australia is, like, ah, <laughs> I, I don't That's know, it. mate. There's some dude in Adelaide who's doubting Joe Ingles. Tell Joe. This is, what, this is what really excites me, man. You can shut up everybody by winning two more ball games. then you'll have enough confidence to take the Suns on, and then we know the nets are battered. Who knows which nets are even going to play? I mean, we, who knows they, who's coming out of the East, They don't right? get any run out of the fact that Spencer Dinwiddie isn't playing, and he's a fine player. <laughs> they're not. It's like he's so far off. They're the not radar. getting any run out of that. With their yeah. three stars, yeah, they're not getting any run. I mean, he's a really good player, so they're 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 really battered. So, man, this is such a great opportunity. I really hope these guys seize it.
0: It's time for the Uintah Golf U.S. Open Giveaway. Caller 12 right now. You will be assigned... We're going with a big one. The field. Ooh, the field. You get everybody. Not in the top 25. And if someone from the field wins, you'll receive a Callaway Staff Bag. It is brought to you by Uintah Golf. Serving Utah golfers since 1971. You love the underdog? You love the little guy? You love the long shot? You want the field. Right now, 855-340-ZONE. Caller number 12, 855-340-ZONE. When we come back, Mike Smith, Utah Jazz Analyst for AT&T Sportsnet. Stay with us. DJ and PK brought to you in part by Davis Vision. The Davis Vision Summer LASIK sale is going on now. Get rid of those contacts and glasses and save $1,000. Start your road to better vision at Davis Vision. Check them out at davisvisionmd.com or call them today at 801-253-2080. That's Davis Vision. Sources. MT, Utah's MTA will be in the Sunshine Slam in Daytona, November 20-21. to 21. Wish you were on the Utes beat? on a no. trip to Daytona? No. Back in the day? No, I'm done with that. You went to the Caribbean and Maui? That was exciting at the time, but been there, done that. Utes, Tulsa, Rhode Island, and Boston College. Josh Newman tweeting that out. Hey, Rhode Island, Lamar in walking to that door. <laughs> Famous Rhode Island Rams. Ready? Go. That's all I got. (laughs) We're done. I don't have anybody else for you, Rhode Island. College basketball, setting their tournaments, getting their schedules uh, in order. Well, I think the big news
13: there is that they're actually going to have that stuff. That's great news. We all want everything to return the way it was. All the good stuff, anyway, went relative to sports, and that's scheduling games throughout wherever they may be playing. Yeah, sure. That's what it's all about, right? And we didn't have that. It was watered down last year and teams were missing weeks at a time and whatnot. And Nobody wants that. We want the start of the hoop season to start when it's supposed to start and continue on is, as is and see what happens when we get to March.
0: Well, we'll get to college basketball when we get to it. The NBA front and center right now. Three playoff series tied 2-2. And the Suns sitting over there with a sweep of the Nuggets, resting up for the conference finals. But everybody else, six other teams, title hopes hanging in the balance, and the Jazz needing a bounce-back game. Oh, for sure they do,
13: yeah, to the highest level. I believe they got it in them. I'm excited to see what they have a, an opportunity to prove. This is what it's about, man. And Donovan Mitchell has lived this. You know, this guy has been doubted. There's no doubt he's been doubted. And now he gets the opportunity to prove that, hey, he's worthy. And we're worthy. And you really can show. There's a lot of doubt and a lot of negative energy flowing around. I don't know that's it's necessarily flowing around inside the team. But I think it's flowing around right now as far as outside the team. So for
0: all the things we can go over that went wrong in Game 4, and there's a long list of them, you know, there's uh, there's been, a, I don't know how many decades now. You, know, you follow the stars, and the stars determine how teams go, and Kawhi Leonard and Paul George both scored in the 20s in the two games here in Utah, and the Clippers lost. They have both scored in the 30s in the two games in L.A., and they won. Yeah. And I know we should focus on defense and we talk too much about offense. And I know it's a team game and we focus a lot on the stars. But, man, you look at those stats and it's hard to say. And I know there's stuff going on and the Jazz aren't getting enough out of their bench. And, you know, they're not getting anything. And Mike Conley hasn't played in the four games in this series. But I look at the Jazz' ability to defend Paul George and defend Kawhi Leonard. I think a lot of the confidence of the fan base has clearly been shaken. That's what you're referencing as far as the negativity, you know. It is what it is inside the team. And it, but in the fan base, we know there's negativity and there's doubt and all that. And it goes back to when the series started, there was this faith that Paul George would come up small. The Jazz could defend him. Joe would get in his head. He has had so many postseason struggles, he would mess himself up possibly. But one way or another, however it happened, whatever the cause was, and maybe it wouldn't even be the same every game, Paul George wasn't going to come through. But Paul George is coming through, and Kawhi Leonard's coming through, and the two games they come through in, the biggest, that's the win. So is it as simple in Game 5 as how do you defend Paul George and Kawhi
13: Leonard? No. Because I think a guy like Marquee, or uh, Marcus Morris, 24 points himself, I think that was, that was nasty. You can't really have that. And Reggie Jackson in the other game did it. Now Reggie only took four shots, so he wasn't needed offensively. Because Morris had it going on, right? Five of six from three. Well, you better win when you shoot like that. And they did. So what you what it's not exclusively defend those two guys. But that's a significant portion of it. But also don't let Morris go off because how much different would have that have been, I believe, and this is nothing against Marcus Morris, because I think it's more uh universal that role players almost by definition are front runners. So I'm not gonna call him out yeah, as an play, individual front runner. They
0: play better at home and they're not expected to be good every game. So one role player has a big game in game three, another role player
13: has yeah. a big game in game four. So we get that. That's how it's supposed well, to be Well you're work. up thirteen in the first quarter, whatever it was, I don't know that, that necessarily was literally it got and to you get, seventeen you, at the well, end I, of the right quarter. but I'm talking about you're up at thirteen at the time, oh, yeah. you get the ball and you shoot. Well, what pressure is there in the moment? Zero. You're not down by 13. So that's what being a front runner is. And yes, the stars have set the tone because they both played extremely well, and they got a combined 23 free throws. They got 19 freebie points. That's a lot of uh, allowing those yeah. two guys to get to the line that much. And so, with that in mind, I don't expect those guys, particularly George. Maybe he surprised me. Although I've been tooting his horn now for a while because I think he's a fantastic player. And so uh, he's very capable in my mind. I don't know what went on before, but all I know is what I see now. And, man, he's just lighting it up. He he plays so very well. Uh, But maybe he comes back a little bit, and you don't have these role guys. And and Zubac scoring eight points, you know, and three for three with dunks. and and Dunks and tippins. That that bothers me to, to an extent. Uh, So there's several different things, components of a game that can happen, good or bad, that allow you to win. And the Jazz have stuff that just by showing up, the Clippers may not be as good. And then, of course, you can do stuff to limit their effectiveness even more. And then your guys need to get going. And Gobert, man, you got to get more out of Gobert. He's not having enough impact offensively. And the bench, Ni- Niang, is obviously just picked a bad, bad time to go into a funk.
0: He hasn't made a, a positive impact in the series. No. And he has during the regular season at times in the times, series, yeah, I mean, but not in this one. And, and the
13: bench as a whole was 4 of 20 shooting the ball. I mean, it's yeah, the bench is coming up weak right yeah. now, and it's like with without Conley, the bench any substantial stuff is Clarkson and nobody else.
0: And if Conley's back, then Ingles goes to the bench and can pump it up a little bit. Because Ingles shot the ball really well in Game Four. Doesn't ultimately matter, but. I guess, so I guess how it matters is, does it give you confidence going forward? Well, he should
13: have yeah. his confidence, yeah. There's no question about that. He should have his confidence. Uh, I mean, he's he's proven. He's In my mind, he's a proven commodity, so he should have his confidence in whatever role. And he's very valuable because you can, you know, as uh, Quinn Snyder referred to him as the utility player that we reference in baseball, it can play num- numerous positions and be productive and come up with a hit, to come up with a... You know, a ground ball to advance a runner—all the little things in baseball that you can, you know, the pass that leads to the pass in basketball that gets you the assist, whatever it might be. Uh, so we see the comparisons that Quinn Snyder was making. So Joe will be fine, uh, but I think the biggest shot right now, maybe just for morale purposes, is Conley, because I think if he is introduced in the starting lineup, everyone's going to be enthused, and they'll come out uh, tomorrow with an injury report and uh, you know, maybe it says probable. If it says probable, <laughs> that's good news. That's great news. We all want to see him play. If
0: it says probable, then I would expect he plays.
13: It says I'm que- thinking he does. If he
0: says questionable, then, well, it, there's a couple reasons to think he does. One, it's two weeks, and Locke said early on, when he's been out, he's always been out at least two weeks. And we're at the two-week point So we're at tomorrow. the two weeks, so maybe he's coming back. And then if you're going to play him at 70 or 80%, well, it seems like you'd play him when times are desperate and the game is big and you're not certain there's a future to try and get him healthy for.
13: Oh Yeah, all that, absolutely, all that within mind, yeah, I totally agree. I yeah. don't think they'll come out and say that. I think they'll just say, he was ready to oh, go. No, and, they, they don't, they don't right. say that. They begin, you don't want to say, wow, it's just real dire straits here. We're putting him <laughs> in, hoping for the best. I mean, that's an awful message to send. So I don't think you would say that anyway. Even if it's true, you uh, wouldn't say it. And then the good thing about it is, when he has played in these situations, when he resumes playing, it doesn't seem like there's an acclamation period. It seems like he, he's ready to go, and so that's a positive. When you're getting Mike Conley back, you're getting high level Mike Conley. You're not getting Mike Conley. Oh, I got to work my way back in because there's no time to be working your way back in, right? <laughs> you know, we're running out of time. T- Win or lose, you're running out of time in this series. And so that's a positive, too, is that this has happened so frequently that when he does return, he hits the ground running and all that stuff. So it will be a positive addition. This, this game here, to me, is like one of the most intriguing games this franchise has ever played.
0: How is it different than all the other series they played where it's 2-2 and it's a big game? In 97-98, and, 97 and 98, they go to the NBA Finals. They were 2-2 with Houston both the years. One mm. was best of five, and they were actually down 2-1. Because they had Jordan sitting out there, and it's yeah. in retrospect. So, it's so now we know. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's, when Stockton hits a shot to send them to the Finals, well, they were 2-2 because Jeff Hornacek rolled the dice defensively and Eddie Johnson hit a shot to tie the series. If he missed it, it would have been a different deal, and Sloan was going nuts, but they came back and won the series. I don't remember
13: that crap at all. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> not the way you recall it, as if it's a vision right in front of your face, and you're looking at it play out. I was in the arena of the game, and it I, was incredible. It doesn't matter where you are. You're yeah. going to be on planet Mars. I'm not going to recall it. It's so big deal. I, I, But that's you don't need to apologize for it. It's awesome that you do it. I can't do that. Uh, but... Here, there's no Jordan sitting out there. I will give you that Then
0: when they were uh, 2-2 with uh, the Lakers and Pau Gasol and those guys, uh, Kobe's championship teams there at the end, his, I don't know if his fourth or fifth title was one of them, it did, in that one, to your point, it didn't feel to me, it was like it was, it was a miracle they got to 2-2 and they weren't winning the series. Kobe was not going to allow it. Pau Gasol was not going to allow it. It was not happening. And so here it could happen. But you're right, in some of those situations, even though it was big at the time, you, there was a roadblock. Yeah, and I don't see this,
13: this massive Mount Olympus there's, roadblock there. There's
0: seven teams still playing, right? you got the Suns who are through, and you got these three series of 2-2. And who would you dismiss as not a title contender? Atlanta, maybe?
13: Uh, maybe nobody at this point. Even Atlanta could win it all. That would be because a there's not a big roadblock of- out there. It's not necessarily relative to them. It's what's out there. There isn't this there's beast, no mega super team, sixty-five win. The, the Nets, but champion. they're they're all ravaged with injury. Yeah, I'd pick the Nets. You you identified the Nets early on. We made fun of you saying, "Oh, they should be worried about the Nets." What was that like in January? And we're laughing. The Nets, we talk about. Well, here we are. We're not in January anymore, and the Nets healthy. They're a formidable opponent, but they're not healthy. So, and nobody cares whether you're healthy or you're not. It's not like, well, yeah, but they win okay. the title. They win the title. Yeah. So that's why this this series this game cuz this is a turning point game and all 2-2 games are the de- series game de- five is always game. big. Yeah. yeah. And so with that in mind they legitimately could win the title. I don't know how many times I could have said that. Now I'm going in retrospect because it's not like I discounted them in 70 uh, 97 and 98, but it's easy to see now with the legend of Jordan and last summer with the what do they call it? I don't even remember what they called it, the series thing. Yeah. Uh, the TV thing that they did um, with on, on uh, ESPN what was the name of that the documentary yeah. Do- did, uh, it, was, it uh, did, didn't have a uh, did, it had a name didn't it
0: it did. Yeah.
13: <laughs> come on guys the last dance the last you dance go. yeah DJ so comes so, the so, so again he can recall stuff it's brain, awesome that he does brain that kicks in eventually. and so you know and i got that fresh in my mind so yeah of course they want to get weren't going to get past jordan people get past lebron but they don't get past jordan in the finals no those are facts all you LeBron lovers, and I love the guy too, but he's not Jordan. People got past LeBron in the finals. Nobody got past Jordan. So it's easy to say, well, of course the Jazz weren't going to win that. Nobody did. And here, I really believe that they can. So that's why I see it's a massive difference. Get by the Clippers. The Clippers very well could be. Well, I hope we find out because that means the Jazz win. But the, the Clippers could be literally the most difficult test if the jazz go on to two more rounds after this we might be able to say well that was the toughest test that they had to get by and they actually needed that because that sharpened them up and all blah 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 you know all that stuff and so you can go on we don't i don't know any of that but you can it's conceivably to conceivable to make that argument fairly easily so that's why this is so pivotal and to me it's most pivotal at least since then maybe ever with this franchise since they yeah.
0: you this is your recency
13: bias bro. maybe ever <laughs> <laughs> Have they ever have a more legitimate claim to winning a title if they win a series now obviously the finals if Yeah, won- I was about to say the 98 finals they had but they weren't
0: they had going home court to win against the bulls it they had, had, had home the experience home court against the bulls
13: was mean they won game 1
0: they had the lead in game 2 i mean you- yeah, now that they lost, you can say, "Well, they were never going to win." Well, well, Jordan never they, lost. They, yeah, and they could have been the one, but they weren't.
13: Could have, would have, should have. Well, I know that. <laughs> Thanks, Coach. They, they weren't. They were. No one was going to be Jordan in the finals. That maybe not have been abundantly clear at the think, time, but it's abundantly
0: clear now. I do think that this year has a chance to be the 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 4 Pistons, the 2011 Mavericks. This isn't the mega team. It isn't mega stars together, except for the Nets and their hurt. Um, so there's – and I guess you could say the Lakers got hurt too. It's just – it's a different year. And I think when people are, you know, 5, 10, 20 years down the line looking back and you see some championships and some chunks eras, right? There was an era where the Warriors and the Cavs ruled. And this year may stand out as this is kind of a one-off. This was, this was wide open in a way most years on. It will probably go back and there will be an era and some star will emerge and some team will emerge. But this does feel like a very unusual one-shot deal. And there's
13: a few uh, of them scattered. I don't know, I don't know There's a few of a them scattered deal. over the last 20 or 30 years. I don't years. know if the Suns are a one-shot deal. I don't know. You don't that, think that, so? Not, no. Chris Paul at 36 in a history of injuries? You want recency bias. I'll look at it recently, recently as the last game. So, no, I don't think that uh, he's going to be dead next year. No, I'm pretty sure that (laughs) by Sunday of uh, March 2022, he's going to be alive and playing well. The thing about it is there's plenty of teams out there that you could have legitimately said, if not for Phoenix. Yes. If not for the suspensions of two critical components because then the Spurs went on and wiped out the Nets, if I remember, right? So if the Clippers go on and pulverize the Suns and pulverize whoever is in the uh, East, coming out of the East, then the Jets could say, man, they were right there. Yeah. You you don't want to say you're right there. You want to say you actually won. So that remains to be seen. There's a lot of stuff that needs to happen, but it's all conceivable that this is their best chance because if the Clippers go and kick butt then
0: yes. All right, Mike Smith, Utah Jazz Analyst for AT&T Sportsnet, is going to join us next. Bumping him back one segment, but he'll be here next to talk playoffs. We'll get his take on the Jazz and what they've got to do to turn things around in Game 5. It's time now for the U.N.A. Golf U.S. Open Giveaway. Be caller 12 right now, and you will be assigned... Well,
11: I just made headlines. Bryson DeChambeau apparently will not. Well, actually, he refused to play with Brooks Koepka. They wanted to pair him up, and he refused to do it. Oh, really? It just came out.
0: Nice. So we're giving away Bryson right now. All right, Bryson DeChambeau. Caller 12 right now, eight five five three four zero 340 zone If Bryson wins, you'll receive a Callaway Staff Bag. It's brought to you by Uinta Golf, serving Utah golfers since 1971. five five three four zero 340 zone Be caller 12, and you get Bryson DeChambeau. More golfers all day long. Your chance to qualify right here on The Zone.
2: Fires an off-balance three. Hit he hit it! He hit it! He hit it! We ready for war. Never back down. Yo,
10: we came for the title,
2: killing the game. get on the rise. The series is all tied up at 2. Oh, God, Our Utah Jazz are back at home to host the Clippers in Game 5. Tomorrow, the Jazz Live pregame show kicks off at 7 with tip-off at 8 on your home for Utah Jazz basketball. Rise! Fire! Back down! Splash! 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.
0: Top 60 and 60 is back on the Zone Sports Network. Listen every day at 1.30 as Hands and Scott. he announce another member of the top 60 players in the state of Utah as we count you down to the start of the college football season. It's the top sixty and sixty presented by Cypress Credit Union and Icon Health and Fitness on 975 FM, 1280 AM, and the Zone Sports Network. Time to welcome in Mike Smith, Utah Jazz Analyst for ATT Sports Net. Mike, good morning.
14: What's up, guys?
0: Clippers uh, I wish by twenty-nine. You
14: know, I your news. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was, that was not fun to watch.
13: No, it was not. Uh, a lot of things to digest here. You know, Paul George is breaking out of his what was uh, considered a reputation as, a, I don't know if a choker is the right word, but along those lines, Kawhi is Kawhi. The thing that has really gotten under my skin a little bit is guys like Reggie Jackson and then in Game 4, Morris going off what can the jazz do to curtail these role players because i think by definition role players and i don't mean it in a negative manner but i think they're front runners in that when things are going well with the stars and we've got a lead that it makes my job easier and i'm much looser and so i play better so i think the jazz need to get a handle Uh, on those types of guys
14: well keep in mind those kind of players and whatever we call them i was one of those so, like, you're your role guy. They're all stars somewhere else, right? Yeah. And it's just the nature of, of the beast. You know, I could be the best player in California and come to BYU and be the best player in the conference and go to the NBA and be a role player. And that's kind of what some of those guys are, like a Marcus Morris who's bounced around. And, and, but those guys tend to play better at home, tend to shoot more freely, tend to play better. Uh, I guess an exception is it feels like Reggie Jackson has kind of made shots even in the games in Utah when Utah won. But certainly Marcus Morris making at least his first five threes. I turned the game off in the fourth quarter, so I don't know if he made another one. Guys like that tend to play better when things are going well and the home crowd is behind them. So they fuel off of that. I I felt that not as a, a college player but certainly as a pro I felt that a little bit when I had the confidence of my teammates a pass from a bird you know a kick out from the post from a McHale was kind of like that vote of confidence and and that's the way the Clippers played the last two games but I don't feel like that's the key I feel like those were you know little sub stories and subplots of what's really going on what's really going on is the defense of the Clippers and the thing that feared me the most at the beginning of the season, which was the length of the Clipper wings, and you're seeing it not only as they guard a Donovan, you know, out front, and they guard some of the wing players with Batum and Kawhi and Marcus Morris and Paul George, right? Four interchangeable wings. Uh, you're seeing it on cross court passes. You're okay. seeing it in the hesitancy of a boy on Bogdanovich who instead of catch and shoot like he did in the regular season is now catch fake, one dribble, try and make a pass, and the length of those arms are getting deflections. And So that was my biggest fear. Their length on the wings could really stymie what the, the Jazz were trying to do. And my other fear was Rudy had to play like a beast, like Rudy had to play strong, roll with authority, catch, finish. And those two things are not happening, right? Like Rudy's not a factor offensively. I I, I don't know what he finished. He might have finished four for four in the game, but all those buckets late, like threes late by O'Neal and buckets late by Bogdanovich who ends up with 18 were non-factors in the game. And Rudy gets, I think, four dunks maybe late, even emphatic dunks. Maybe it helps him to come back home with some renewed confidence. But in the first half, he didn't have a touch. He didn't have a point, but maybe a free throw.
0: Mike Smith joining us here, Utah Jazz Analyst for AT&T Sportsnet. So, as we uh, watch this unfold, Donovan is putting up huge numbers. He's averaging 37 points a game, which is just outrageous. But it does seem like the defense is just tipped towards him, and the shooting percentage has been dropping each game. And it seems like the Clippers are just going more all-in on the thought. And the coaches can tell them to do it, but the players have to actually do it. But it seems like, as a group, they're all buying into the thought like, Don't let this guy beat us. And if he gets his 35 points or 37 points, he's got to get it on 30 shots. He can't get it on 20.
14: There was a point uh, yesterday in the first half when Donovan's like maybe 4 for 9 from deep and Joe Ingles is 3 for 3. So you're like, Donovan might have been 4 for 10. So either way, you combine those, they were 7 for 13 from deep. And it wasn't even a game in the first half, but I only pointed up to bring out the other guys had open shots, and they were collectively like one for 12. And so that therein lies the bigger issue. But if you want to get into the schemes of it, like if you want to get in the X's and O's, what, what the Clippers are doing, are exactly what they figured out in the Dallas series, is that we need to go small. We need to build a wall, almost like a fortress, around Luka. And Luka's so good, he got his points. Donovan is so good, he's going to get his points. But just watch what they're doing. I don't hear the announcers on the national networks talking about it at all. They're not talking about the schemes. They are talking about a focus and an emphasis on Donovan. But really, DJ and PK, what they're doing, it's a zone. It's a 3-2 zone, and it could be any guy up front, whether it's Batum, George, Leonard, or Marcus Morris. And wherever Donovan goes, like to the right or to the left, and it's really a problem, that Donovan has to play point and has the ball constantly in his hands because it's wearing him down. And he's initiating the offense 40 feet away, also a problem. But one of those front guys, it's really a 3-2-2. You could call it a 1-2-2. He goes with him, right, forces Donovan one way. Donovan's good enough to usually get by. Watch the other two top members of the zone for the Clippers and watch how they form a web and they come and form this second lining or this second layer of defense. So when Donovan beats the first guy, here comes the lining and the lining is two guys now. Now, granted, that's a ton of open space and open shots for other guys. If you can deliver that ball, right? There's only two guys down low for the Clippers on that defense. My suggestion would be, and I'm not an NBA coach, but rather than have Rudy come up and screen for Donovan, that's doing nothing. And that's what the Jazz did all season long. It's doing nothing because even if Rudy screens, that's Rudy and Donovan against three Clippers. There's a guy waiting. Rudy should be down in what's called the dunker spot, right, just off the paint. Okay, There should be a guy like Ingalls or Clarkson, even Boyan, at the top of the key or the foul line. Donovan should initiate, get two guys to guard him, then bounce pass to the top of the key. Then Rudy can either duck in or come flash and set a screen. Now you're playing like three on two, four on three. And I just haven't seen that adjustment. And give the Clippers credit. They figured something out in the Dallas series. I think they also figured something out in game two of the the game here at Vivint when they went zone. And for about a six-minute period, it really flustered the Jazz. But Donovan was great in that game, and the home crowd helped the ancillary guys. They made shots. They win games one and two. All of a sudden, everybody's thinking they got this. But that little snippet, microcosm of a defensive series by the Clippers opened their eyes, and they said, oh, okay, we can stymie them. That's what we're going to do. And they've morphed it into this 3-2 zone. It's been brilliant. Now, there's not a defense in the world you can do, guys, that can't be countered. So my hope is tomorrow night with the, the home crowd and the ancillary guys getting open shots and shooting. There's a little counter by Quinn and staff to kind of facilitate and alleviate the pressure off Donovan, and uh, hopefully shots go down and you can make this a series. But uh, it was all Clippers last night, and it was their defense that was the key.
13: If, I guess it's a degree of uh, how big you want to make this if, but if Mike Conley comes back, what does it
14: solve? Well, for one thing, it takes that pressure off Donovan handling the ball, and it might force the Clippers' hand to play defense differently. So if Conley is you know comes back and all of a sudden you're traditional, Donovan at the two, Conley at the one, and you start initiating, you might see the Jazz offense as it typically ran during the year. And that would be based on how the Clippers and Lee choose to defend Mike. If Mike is 100%, he can go and he can create freedom off a screen roll and get in the paint, that, that, that might alleviate some of that. Donovan could be free to be, you know, now the first recipient and catch the ball in different settings. Now he's looking at one guy to beat and a drive in. and it, it could change everything, but it all – listen, if I'm, too, if I'm Ty Lu and the Clippers, I wouldn't change a thing. You figured something out in game two, you employed it in game three and four, and you shut down the Jazz offense. If you guys watched the first quarter last night, what did they have? like 11 or 13 points the ball game was over like honestly it was over the jazz outscored the clippers in quarter number 3 and beat them badly in quarter number 4 and granted shots went because you you're playing in a flurry and maybe the clippers got the game in hand and now it doesn't matter so you're letting them go a little more freely but that game was won in the first quarter last night so i would love to see a change because hopefully it it forces the clippers hand to play a little differently
0: so there was an interesting debate, and I just don't think there was a good answer. Uh, but there might be in Game 5. There's an interesting debate on Twitter about taking favor or taking Gobert out and putting favors in, and it stopped a run. And um, I thought Gobert was tired, and he was certainly in foul trouble. And he still played 32 minutes. But Game 5, you know, the stakes are higher. Maybe you're playing a little bit, quote-unquote, with house money in Game 4. But Game 5, the stakes are higher. If he doesn't get in early foul trouble, and I know that's a huge if, do you think we see Rudy for 38, 40 minutes? Because, man, when he goes out, it is clear Ty Lewis told the Clippers you attack the basket the second that guy steps off the, off the court.
14: It's, 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 it's a good point, DJ. It's, it's, such, a, it's such a catch-22 right now yeah. because Rudy's defense in Games 1 and 2 was phenomenal. And I really felt like the jazz schemes against Kawhi were great—not not open the floodgates and let him go where he wants, but kind of hound him, force him a certain way. And Rudy was always right there, like he just was there. He was ever present. Kawhi would get. Kawhi was no nowhere near as effective in games one and two as he was in games three and four. In games three and four, he's got thirty points and did it on twenty shots. In games one and two, he's, he's you know ten points less and more shots. But uh, Rudy's ineffective on the offensive end so far. His inefficiency has has really nullified what his effectiveness can be on the other end. He's gotten frustrated. He's gotten silly fouls. You can see it on his face. Uh, the Clippers have really tried to take him out of the game, right? They, they play in Zubots last night, I think, 17 minutes. You guys might have the box score in front of you. At 18. 17, and if you... 18, and if you combine Gobert and Favors, they had to be 32 for Gobert and maybe 15 for Favors. So you're playing your center's 47, 48 minutes. The Clippers are playing their center 30 minutes less. We're saying, they're saying, we're going small, and you react to us. And typically, that's okay. Like, that, that, that can be fine, if Rudy catches and finishes with authority and they can deliver the ball to him, again, no touches in the first half last night. Part of that is Rudy. Part of that is Clipper smaller players with stronger and lower centers of gravity rooting Rudy out of the paint. Zubots has been really effective moving him off of good rebound positions. Watch Rudy... Trying to get offensive rebounds, he's kind of doing it from above and trying to reach over and not from solid positions where he typically does well against big centers. Battled against like Valanchunas, who has a stronger base. But it's it's this ultimate catch-22. You need him, but on the other end, it's causing problems. I don't know. Uh, If I'm Quinn... And staff, right, like I'm going through every every option. M- my concerns are more on the offensive end for the Jazz. Like find a way to deliver the ball to a playmaker in freedom and do it before that little zone layer gets Donovan shooting bad shots, working extra hard to get his 37. I mean, one thing that's evident, we're seeing the greatness of a 24-year-old who, who really has had little help offensively. Clarkson in games one and two I thought was good. Last night he wasn't great. He himself frustrated into some bad shot selections. And, you know, confidence is on the side of the Clippers. Now, I'm not saying it can't be overcome. The home crowd's going to be amazing. Donovan has delivered in this building. Jazz players have played well in this building. There's a reason they were 52 and 20. Game five is step-up time. It really is. My buddies were telling me whoever wins game four wins the series. Well, clearly whoever wins tomorrow night wins the series.
13: So how much is involved as far as adjustments being technical and analytical versus heart and determination and those types of things?
14: In this case, I think more technical. But that's my opinion. You know, I don't. I don't speak for the staff, and, you know, yeah, they're, they're, they're going to come out and play hard. They're, they're going to come out with everything. Adrenaline will be flowing, right? They're, the crowd's going to be behind them. Uh, it's it's going to be rocking, and that's going to be amazing, and that will have the adverse effect on Clipper ancillary players. You know, do Marcus Morris and Luke Kennard and Reggie Jackson make all their shots tomorrow night in front of 18,000 at Vivint? So that remains to be seen. You figure the way Leonard and George are now playing, they're probably going to show up. I know Leonard will. I kind of think George will after watching him the last two games. He feels, looks like a different guy. Looks like he's figured something out with those slow-motion Euro steps and getting his body into people. He looks really looks like he's doing it with ease. But, DJ, I think it's technical. I think there's got to be a release point. If there's no change... Right? If there's no change to what you're doing offensively, you're going to see what you saw last night. See, I think They really frustrated I, I, the Jazz offense. And the Jazz offense was so effective all season long, right? But it's based on screen assists by Gobert. It's based on multiple playmakers. One of the problems is this layer of defense and this sub-layer by the Clippers is eliminating dribble penetration by an Ingles By a Clarkson. Watch how perimeter-based the attack is. That's what's frustrating. They're starting 30 feet away. Make it 35 feet away. And the Clippers, that's just kind of like adding to their fuel. And they're like, okay, let's pick them up even closer to half court.
0: Mike, we appreciate a little bit of time. Thanks for joining us. And we will all be watching Game 5. It is intriguing. Thanks for hopping on the air.
14: You got it, as I will.
0: Go Jazz. Mike Smith, Utah Jazz Analyst for at and Sportsnet. Join us here on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. When we come back, your feedback. Stay with us.
8: And it's all over almost here. Don't go nowhere. The worst part about all of this is all these players are cheating. The Astros cheated to win a World Series, and Pete Rose is still out of the Hall of Fame for betting on someone else's games. Where's the justice in this?
11: I love Mike Conley, but you know what? No matter how much I love him, no matter how good he is, if you're not playing, you're not helping us. I'm ready to move on. Too many missed games.
8: If this
7: team is great, we got to see how they respond after we just got punched in the face uh, over two game period. What do you think, Quinn?
12: That's great.
0: <laughs> Using your kid as the punchline. Well played. Uh, time for your feedback. Leonard and Paul are starting to gel. The Clippers up their intensity. The Jazz exposed more. Team needs Conley on the court.
13: It do, yeah. I feel a lot of frustration with Conley not playing. It reminds me of the Phoenix area with Kevin Johnson. You know, very explosive, great player. But, man, he was just out so much. So uh, is
0: it in a Carlos Boozer territory? I always thought Boozer held the record for... Uh best player most games miss, most frustration, that combination.
13: Did he miss playoff games, though? Because nobody cares. Uh, playoffs, not not
0: game that games. I remember. Yeah. I think it's the regular season stretches. You know, They missed the playoffs because he missed regular season games. That was probably the frustration.
13: But that's a fair comparison. And he doesn't have a high enough profile for uh, Barkley to call him street clothes. Rennie says, well...
0: Gotta accept uh, the bashing and the put downs we're getting from the national media. The Jazz have played, and then the poop emoji these last two games. Like poo-poo? Yeah. Oh, that's probably what I get. Yes, right. Thank you. Well done. Yes. <laughs> I couldn't put that together because oh, there's two emojis. Oh, okay. You didn't even see it, and yet you sensed it. Yes. The Jazz narrowly beat the Clippers in two games in Utah, in which the Clippers didn't play great. Then they basically got blown out in both games in LA. If Conley doesn't come back quick, the Jazz are in trouble. Game five, it's probably a must win. I can agree with that. I think it, I I think it is that. I think it is for the Jazz. I don't think it is for the Clippers. Because they were down three two in the last series. For sure. Difference being they don't have seven at home. No, but it, when you're down three two you got one home, one away.
13: Now it's different order. I get that. Right, but you're, it's a different order, and the complexion, your superstar just has the game of his life in Game 6. And then Game 7, you're at home, you got all the mo, mm-hmm. and a, a role player like Morris goes off. Does a role player like Morris go off on the road in Game 6? Well, six? I would assume that what happens is your whole team plays well in Game
0: 6, and then your superstar has the game of his life in Game 7. But that, was, that would be the more likely, and that'd be different than what happened to Dallas because they don't have home court in this series.
13: Let's bury, let's spend all day tomorrow burying this team.
14: <laughs>
13: How about Rudy specifically? Whomever, yeah, really, but you know, just say you guys can't do it, and then they, they show us all.
0: If you could only pick one. If I told you game five, Rudy could go for, uh, you hate 2020 games. So I'll pick a 2020 game. 20 boards, 20 points. Or Kawhi goes for 21 and Leonard goes for 23.
13: Which would you pick? Go Bear. Oh, really? He goes for 2020. They win. Because he brings so much emotion, particularly at home, because a. Good portion of those twenty twenty uh, twenty points anyway. They're gonna be dunks yeah. and the crowd feeds off. They feed off they
0: feed off dunks in general and they feed off Rudy in particular. So if you got both. Yeah.
1: He's it's not,
13: Bedlam. He's not taking fifteen foot face ups or uh, sky hooks. He's taking dunks. All right. We are out of time.
0: Scotty G coming up next right here on 975 at 1280 the zone. See you tomorrow.